Hump Day. You know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Yeah. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. Here we go. Some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZ. Uh, buenos dias, amigos, and uh, ass family membros. I don't know how to say ass family members in Spanish, so I, I, I just put the O on it. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie Stage Show. Yes, it is only... Pump day! Pump day! Pump day! I know, Fred, Fred, I feel for you. I thought it was like... Friday when I woke up this morning and I was like, no, it's it's only hump day. But hey, that's okay. Hump day is better than Tuesday. It's better than Monday. So we got that going for us. Woke up this morning, shaved my head, cut the shit out of my head. God damn it. Mm-mm-mm. I have a stick, stick, stick pencil, burn the shit out of my head, but at least it stopped bleeding. Uh, how's everybody doing? Everybody doing good this morning? Good. Good. Hey, we're we're going to jump into things today because there ain't a whole lot of stuff to discuss that I did yesterday because mainly yesterday I just sat around. Yesterday was my day to just sit around. I've been on the go for like three weeks straight. I just had to go, <gasps> and that's what I did yesterday. So uh, so, so uh, that, that that's why we're starting the show this way. Let's get some good mornings out of the way. Uh, Douglas first one here says, good morning, ass family. Happy hump day. Right back at you, my friend. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Young Harm says, hump day. Hump day. Here we go. Derek says, good morning, ass family. Happy. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Ah, Christopher is dodging them bullets in Fresno this morning, driving them kids off to school. By the way, Christopher, let's go back a little bit in time, shall we? Just a little bit. That's it. That's all we got to get back. And we got to go back to about uh, 19 hours ago. He put a post up here on because we, we announced that Friday we're going to do the Mount Rushmore of condiments. Sassy Pammy put Chick-fil-A sauce, and I was like, oh, Chick-fil-A sauce. Christopher wrote, it would be interesting to find out what comes in second, third, and fourth place after Chick-fil-A sauce. Now, Christopher, I know you were just being quizzical, your, your, your normal cool guy self, and I'm cool, but I looked at that as a challenge. I took that as a challenge yesterday, and I am happy and proud to report there is no Chick-fil-A sauce on the Mount Rushmore of condiments. No, 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 no. That would be too easy. We have 16 condiments on there, and not one is Chick-fil-A sauce. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah, I'm very proud of that. Very, very proud of that. I worked hard on this list, and we're going to do that on Friday. But, Christopher, thank you for inspiring my, my uh, inspiring me, my friend. Triple T in the house. He says, I can start every morning with Bob. Bob Seeker, that is. Uh, good morning, family of ass. In front says, happy hump day, bitches. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Ah, uh, Braddy Kid, good morning to you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Membros de la Family de Culo. Just looked it up. Okay, I will never remember that, but thank you, Young Harm. Straight Fire says, good friggin' morning, ass. What's up, buddy? Uh, condiments? <laughs> Condiments. No, no, not condiments. Arnie said, cash me outside. How about that? How about that? Cash me outside. How about that? How about that? Sassy Pammy, good morning to you as well. 
Man, oh, man. We got to start. Look, look. I, I don't know about you. I am growing tired, too, of the 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 Brian Laundry. We're looking for him. Have, have we discovered if the body is Gabby Petito yet? Has anybody said that that's her that they autopsied? Now the, the governor of Florida is getting involved. Oh, Governor DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, I love you, pal. He says, at the request of law enforcement, we will be assisting in the search for Brian Laundrie. I have directed all state agencies under my purview to continue and assist federal and local law. We need justice for Gabby Petito. It is her? Okay. Uh, all right. So that we all know it's her now? All right. And she's been killed. It was a homicide. Shocking. We all kind of knew it. I mean, this is like the worst murder investigation ever because we can't find this motherfucker. This motherfucker's in some kind and And by the way, I look, they're looking in some gaming preserve there in Florida, which, which, which by the way, let me just say, you wouldn't catch me dead in. Uh-uh. No, not with all the pythons, alligators, bugs, fluoritis. They got monkeys down in Florida. Bears? Yes, they have bears that live in Florida. We know how crazy everything in Florida is. The animals are going to be even crazier. If this dude's hanging out in a wild rifle reserve, he has been murdered by a fucking bear or uh, eaten by a monkey. And that's why we ain't finding him. He has turned it. He has broken the main rule that nature is not your friend. He has turned into something shit. And I would say that is an improvement for him. This story is going on and 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 on. And it does have national attention. And, and I'm not trying to make light of the fact that this, this heathen murdered somebody. It's just that we, we get these stories and then it leads to idiots like this MSNBC host, Joy Reid. You know what's not crazy in Florida, but it's, it is in California. What, Douglas? Uh, she says the coverage of the 22-year-old influencer's missing person case is an example of a phenomenon brought on by systemic racism. That phenomenon is missing white woman syndrome. Now, <laughs> the governor, that's, that's good, Douglas. Um, uh, can, can we just, let, let, let's pump the brakes just real quick. I, I want to pump the brakes on this real quick. This is a story about a young girl who went on a road trip with her boyfriend, and it looks like the boyfriend has murdered the girl. We don't know yet. Allegedly, we have to say all these words because we don't have his side yet. We know this young girl has been murdered. We can all kind of, you know, look, and this is kind of like the whole OJ thing, even though he was found innocent. We all kind of look and go, okay, Brian Laundrie did it. Can can we stop making everything under the fucking sun a race issue? I don't know about you, but I have grown sick and fucking tired of it. It, it, it's gotten old. It, it's played out that everything is racist. 
that story up in New York about the um, the hostess at a restaurant who was assaulted by some black women because she used a slur. I've seen other coverage that says they just attacked the woman. I don't know. Why does everything have to be about race now? If this was a young black girl and it was the same thing, I think the media would cover it equally. I do. I think if the young black girl was a black influencer and the story had gotten national attention, I think it would be covered equally. I can only hope it would. Leave it to, of course, CNN's Don Lemon to be the one who first invoked race into this, saying white privilege allowed now vanished fiancé Brian Laundrie to avoid meeting with investigators. Why is this a race thing? If, if this is the only rabbit hole that we're going to start going down when it comes to things, we're never going to solve any problems in this country. Because you have one subgroup of a group saying, oh, it's all racist. Yeah, it's racist. Uh, if this girl's black, nobody's looking for her. That's not true. It, it, it's just not true. I don't believe it was white privilege that, that got him to avoid a meeting with investigators. I believe that was the privilege of being a United States citizen and you're innocent until proven guilty. Douglas says, I think the media would make a bigger deal if Gabby was black. Interesting. Uh, Jenny Lynn says, good morning. Everything about race is to divide us and conquer. Yes, absolutely. That's all they want to do with everything. I mean, nobody, here's how bad it is. Our president, who is probably, I'll just say it, and maybe he doesn't mean to be, but he's so old and he's so fucked up in his head that he sounds like a racist all the time. I don't, I, I, I'm not going to come out and say that Joe Biden is a card-carrying member of the Ku Klux Klan yet. But he's stuck in his old ways. When they were talking about vaccines a few months ago and they were talking about how African Americans are less likely to take it, due to things that we've done to the African American society in this country, uh, i.e. syphilis, they weren't injected into the Tuskegee Airmen, which he said. Nobody called him out on that. See, th- th- this is the part where we need to all come together as a society. Drop your political ideology. Drop all the bullshit. And when somebody says something wrong, you call them out on it. Or you don't. And then you don't call anybody out. Joe Biden has said so many things. I, 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 this is so maddening, the, the world that we live in right now, this upside-down world, and all we have to do is go back a year or two. How many billions of dollars and man-hours did they invest in Donald Trump Jr. and that alleged phone call? Or he was interviewed by the FBI for like nine hours. How 
how come Hunter Biden hasn't had one single interview with the FBI over a laptop that contained photos of him using crack cocaine and underage girls? Not one minute has he been interviewed. This is where we, as a society, need to to take our fucking battle armor off of Republican or Democrat or white or black and realize we're all humans and we all live in America and we want America to be a better place. But instead, we got to stick on our armor and our gear and get in our haunches and get ready to fight. Well, I'm here to take the armor off, people. The shit happening in our country right now is bullshit. Unequivocal bullshit. Buenos dias, Ogre. How are you, my friend? Let's find this guy and find out what happened. I've watched enough crime shows. Let's see if there's any of his DNA underneath her fingernails. Let's find him. Before we start saying this is all white women missing syndrome, which I've never heard of that syndrome before. It's because the swamp is alive and well. Trump never drained the swamp. He let us down on that front. He can, you can say he let us down. Look, look, Donald Trump, in my opinion, was a guy who's getting shit done for our country, draining the swamp. That was like near the end of, uh, of everything. I, I don't think that he necessarily let us down with that. I wish he could have done more. I like the fact of the things that he did in the four years that he was in in office. People were working. The economy was thriving. I like that. And in six months, look how much has changed. Look how much has changed. No, the one thing that hasn't changed is we're still at each other's throats in this country over leadership. I don't think he had a chance to drain the swamp. The swamp was way too strong. Look, the the the, the swamp isn't going anywhere. It's going to take a lot more than one president to drain the swamp. If if you want to look at the swamp, then you have to look at that whole area. In in this entire time, the wealth the the growth of wealth that has happened. In that area, the Beltline, if you will, has grown exponentially. The wealth of those people. They were already super wealthy to begin with. And it grew even more with all the COVID restrictions and vaccines and things like this due to investments these people had in certain companies like Moderna and Pfizer and even Johnson & Johnson. And I'm sorry, but the man in charge who shut everything, America was shut down during Donald Trump. Why? Because he gave states their rights. 
current president is saying, fuck states' rights. I'm going to mandate the shit out of people. And it's amazing to see as numbers are fucking falling dramatically. Yet we have new mandates in place. There's a story out of Rowlett, Texas. Rowlett, Texas is, is right next to me. It's the buffer zone between Rockwall and Garland. Rowlett is right between us. There's a restaurant there. Sports bar slash restaurant. You've seen the story probably on the news. It's been on national circles everywhere. And they interviewed the, the, two, the two patrons of this restaurant who were kicked out for wearing masks in the restaurant. And they're saying, well, uh, 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 we want to wear masks because we want to protect our four-year-old child, blah, blah, blah. Four-year-old kid wasn't with them. They didn't want to wear the mask. Look, look. You want to wear a mask in public? That's fine. We're going to call out a restaurant owner now who says, no masks in my restaurant. I want things to go back to normal. Go to a restaurant that forces you to wear masks, then, stupid. These two people came on the news, and they said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. And they interviewed the, the owner, and they, they, the, the way they interviewed him, they made him kind of look kind of like a shyster. I don't think he's a shyster. I think he's a guy who wants to run his business the way he wants to run his business. And these two people don't have to go there. And he said he's had bricks and rocks thrown at his building since then. Why? Why not just don't go there? If you don't like his policy of not having to wear masks, then don't go there. This is what I don't get anymore. What, what is your pound, this pound of flesh that you want to get by breaking his windows? And it's not the two parents. It's not these two fucking assholes. And, and by the way, I think they're assholes. Because, by the way, where were their masks three years ago during flu season? Oh, that's right. Nobody wore a mask ever during flu season. Did anyone uh, see the mayor of San Francisco was dancing and clubbing maskless? Then we called on and blamed uh, the fun police. Oh, I did this story yesterday. It might have been right after you left, Ogre, or, or right before you were here. I did the story on her yesterday. That whole bar that she was in the concert, she was. no one was wearing masks. This is the mayor of San Francisco who said, we don't want to have to call the fun police. There is no group called the Fun Police, by the way. She, she's not actually in charge of them in San Francisco. The Emmys are doubling down. Oh, they were, all, they were all creative people. They were all fine. It's good enough for thee, just not me. Uh, happy hump day to you too, hot mama. How are you? Hump day! Hump day! Hump day! I like the fact that Trump was a proponent of states' rights, but he did call them out on their bullshit. Well, look, man, that's the thing. You give states their rights, and then you can't call them out on their bullshit. Then when they ask for help, that's when you can do it. I, I strongly believe in states' rights. If a state wants to mandate that you have to wear a mask, then you have to wear a mask. Look, look, I hate the masks. I have hated the masks since day one. 
And I got into it with people at stores before the mandates were in place, when stores were enforcing. Before finally I said, no, fuck it. I'm going to get mad, and I'm not going to get my purchases. And to me, my purchases were more important than these stupid fucking mandates that were in place. So I will happily wear, not happily, I will happily go along with the law that says if I have to go there, if, if they have a, a thing on their door that says we require masks, I'll wear a mask in there. It's your business. Now, if I don't have a mask, then I'll choose not to go in there that day. And I'll remember that place as being a mask place. And will I shop there again? Magic 8-Ball has been shaken, and it says uh, most likely not. You guys, yeah, look, this is the thing that, that the ass family, I think, knows. And this is what you guys got to teach non-ass family members. First of all, you got to get them to become ass family members. You have a lot of power. You have more power than you think you do. You have the power of money. You probably say, Arnie, I'm not rich. No, you don't have to be rich. Let's say that you go to your favorite restaurant once a week. Let, let, let's just say that, okay? And you spend, I don't know, $40 there. A week at your favorite restaurant, you and your significant other. We'll call it 50. You spend $50 there, dinner, drinks, all that kind of stuff, right? You go there once a week. It's your, it, it, it's your little letting go. That's $200 a month. That's $2,400 a year. At the end of the year, if you stop going there, they're off $2,400. That is going to, they're going to look at that and go, wow, we're down. Now, let's say that you have other ass family members or people that also go to that restaurant that also don't like their sort of policy. And you maybe get three or four other couples to stop that. Now you're at almost $10,000 a year that you're causing that place. 40 or 50 bucks a week doesn't sound like a lot. 200 bucks a month doesn't sound a lot until you add it up with other people. A restaurant that loses $10,000 a year off of four couples, they're going to find that. They're going to see that. This is why you have power. You're not always right as the customer. Let me, let me warn you right now. Don't go into a place saying, oh, I'm the customer. You're not. What you are is you are contributing to that business. And if you don't like the way they're running that business, then I challenge you to not go there anymore. Plenty of places I won't go anymore. I won't mention them because I don't want to give them any sort of notoriety whatsoever. So true. A friend of mine, uh, this is Ogre, he says, a friend of mine once worked at a grocery store and was told by management to just go ahead and not argue with customers over 50 cents off a can of beans because those customers literally spend thousands of dollars a year, and that really hurts the store. It does.
I'm here to tell you, you have the ability to change things. And, and we all live in this fast food society. We live in this, this microwave society where we want things done now. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Not yet, at least. It will take time. And now you'll have to find a new restaurant to go to and spend your $50 a week. But guess what? That new restaurant, if you like them and you like the way things are running there, and you take your four or five couple friends to that place, that place will see a growth from your little group alone of $10,000 a year, which means they can get better food. They can hire more servers. They can have better TVs. I, I don't know. Whatever it is you're looking for in a restaurant, they can have nicer napkins. They can have nicer dishware. They will appreciate your business. Until we all stop tearing each other down and realize what power we do have. Use that power. Don't abuse it. Just use it. And I, I promise you this. When you use that power, you will feel good. You will feel like you're actually doing something. A lot of people say, well, we don't do anything because we don't feel like we, we're, we're making any difference. But you are. You're, all, you, you're making a huge difference. Man, oh, man. It, it, and it, it's, it, it goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And I, I could speak on this for hours, but I ain't going to bore you with it because we got to move on. we got to move on to a story that's really fucking pissing me off. I, 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 I'm lost now. I don't, I don't even know what to think anymore when it comes to the St. Louis couple. And you know my feelings towards the cities of St. Louis. I hate it. My sisters live there, so I hate it. The story is, once again, about the lawyers who came out on their front yard with guns drawn. He had an AR-15. She had, like, a Saturday night special handgun. Mark McCluskey and his wife, Patricia, both personal injury attorneys, have been lawyers since 1986. Are about to lose their legal law licenses if the Missouri Chief Disciplinary Council decides to take it that far. Um, Patricia was, uh, pled guilty to harassment, was given a $2,000 fine. Mark pled guilty to misdemeanor fourth degree assault for threatening a passerby with an AR-15 and was fined $750. Let's go back to this story once again, shall we? Let, let's go back in time. This all stemmed from Black Lives Matter uh, protesters. And yes, I'm going to walk you all the way through this again. Who went to a gated community. Now, we've all seen and drove by gated communities. Have you ever tried to go in one? 
they won't let you in. Unless you have a gate code, maybe you're a friend, they'll call somebody before they let you in. Well, these protesters, they decided to break in. They broke the initial fence. And then every house had a large fence system in this private neighborhood. So the protesters have broken one fence. That's trespassing. And criminal damage to property. Then they went to the McCluskey's house and broke their fence to get into their yard, their property. Now, that's another fence that has been broken that nobody has paid for. There were armed people. There were two armed men in this um, protest group who were carrying guns. Even liberal as CNN reported that. The McCluskeys came out to stand their ground in front of their house with their guns. And we're told that, that that was intimidation, that was harassment. How can it be harassment when it's their property? So what I'm to understand in the state of Missouri, which I will never, ever go to again, I will visit my father's gravesite there and then will leave immediately. What they're saying is they would rather have armed protesters not only break into your neighborhood and trespass on your property. Okay, they were pointing the guns at protesters. Well, uh, I I will say uh, that I would have done the same thing, especially with two armed protesters who have broken in two different fences What's going to stop them from breaking into my house? So what I'm to understand is now I am to wait until they break into my house, possibly shooting me and my wife before I can do anything to protect myself. Well, I tell you this right now. I don't ever want to go to Missouri. I don't ever want to be a property owner in Missouri. No, thanks. Because these people were arrested. They were fined. Then the governor pardoned them. And now they're going to lose their law practice. What about all the protesters? What about the two protesters with guns? How come we have not heard from them? Because they were the victims? I'm so tired of this. <sighs> Believe me, I think all the charges are utter horseshit. These protesters were a mob of French revolutionaries looking for King Louis the 16th. That neighborhood was private and locked. This is all political. It is. It's all political. Look, look, you've got me standing up for a couple of fucking ambulance chasers. This guy has a solid bruise on his forehead when the ambulance stops too fast. Now, he, the, the man is going to run for Senate as a Republican. We'll see what happens.
this is just, I, I, I'm sorry, it's a crock of shit. They're being charged, A, because they're wealthy, B, they're white, and C, they stood up for themselves. Boy, oh boy, if this was Florida, they would have, they would have gotten off scot-free on the Stand Your Ground. I mean, George Zimmerman killed a young man under the Stand Your Ground law. In Missouri, you can't even protect your house. So what happens? Are they to wait inside for the protesters to start the outside of their house on fire before they can do anything? You would think, Christopher says, you would think Missouri would be a stand-your-ground state. Missouri, up until about 40 years ago, you could hang, you could legally hang a Mormon in your front yard in Missouri. That's real. I don't know if it was hang or just kill. I think it was hang. And, and, and look, I don't give a shit about what your political assuasion is. How about we start using common sense? If you had a large group of people that, that had broken into your, into your backyard, because that's gated, they're in your backyard. I'm opening the fucking back door with a gun. Sorry. You're in my backyard. You have broken the gates. You've climbed over the gates. You have, you have illegally entered my domain. Bad fucking shit's going to happen to you. When you enter someone's legal domain illegally, bad shit could and possibly should happen to you. Missouri is dominated by the metro centers of St. Louis and Kansas City. It's like other uh, uh, others uh, rural states that are split between red towns and blue cities, just like here in New Mexico. I ain't going to send Bubba after him. Bubba's going to lick him. Bubba's going to join him. Bubba's probably going to get a firearm and shoot me. And this is where I think that we all need to sit around as Americans and we need to go, okay, the two biggest cities run this entire state. Look what it's done to Nevada. Nevada used to be a proud red state. People that were from Nevada were proud to be from Nevada. They aren't that much anymore. Because all of the leftists that have moved from the L.A. area to Vegas and brought their politics with them, have changed Nevada. Nevada, you are, the countdown clock is on. I know I have listeners in Nevada. You are T-minus, I don't know, a year or so away from paying a state tax. I've been saying this for a while, and I can't wait. I cannot wait until the day I get to play this. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but... I'm just telling you that right now. I can't wait. Due to all the revenue that was lost during the COVID thing, you're going to have to make it up somehow. Reno and Vegas are screwing us. Reno, not that badly. Washoe County is still, if you get the right people out of office in certain mayoral races in the Reno area, Hillary Sheevy, I'm talking to you. 
You closet lesbian, just come out for fuck's sake. Jesus, it's okay that you're gay. It kind of makes you a little hotter. Hangtown Jen, good morning. Happy hump day to you. Hump day, hump day, hump day. Real Nevadans moved away because the California people moved in. A lot of real Nevadans are still there. I got a ton of friends that still live in Reno, live in Sparks. They don't want to pay a state income tax. We don't want a state tax here in Texas either. Oh, Triple T, I appreciate that. State taxes banned per the state constitution. It would take uh, would tax three steps to pass the state income tax. Oh, you just uh, you don't think that your your governor Steve sucks the dick is working on that? Plus that congresswoman that got elected down in Vegas. You you don't think that that sack of dicks is, is working on that? I'm just gonna let you know he is. Because they, they have to pay for shit somehow. And they don't have that gaming revenue. Just saying. I hope it doesn't happen. I pray it doesn't happen. But Nevada now is a big player in all elections. Why? Because you don't know if they're going to go red or blue. Now we kind of know they're going to be a blue state from now on. They reported on Channel 2 that the this year the Casino Review has been the highest it's ever been since they reopened. Well, that's fine, but, but you have an entire year. It can be super high now, all, all they want it to be. And, and by the way, I ain't believing them. I ain't believing them. It's super high this year? What about 2019? How about 2020? All of 2020. When Las Vegas was a ghost town. A ghost town. I had friends that uh, that went on some kind of epic drive. I thought it was stupid, but they drove through Las Vegas. They were on the strip. We've all if you've ever been to Vegas, you've been on the Vegas Strip, right? When have you never seen a car on there? I've never seen that. They don't even show that in movies. My friends had the only car on the strip. You're not telling me that Nevada has hemorrhaged money for a year and they're looking for ways to replace it? Sorry, I got to take my bottom teeth out. There's something bothering me. <sighs> and the news can report all the news wants to report. That's where you got to start thinking, well, do I believe the news? News hasn't been all that up and up with us. But once again, I digress. Now, you want to talk about a funny story that's going around right now. Hold on, I got to put my teeth back in. There we go. Oh, much, much better. Okay. The story that has been going around for two days that I haven't wanted to talk about, but let's talk about it. That the COVID-19 pandemic 
has killed as many Americans as the Spanish flu did between 1918 and 1920. Around 675,000 people. Now, those are all based on their numbers, not the true numbers. But let's, let, let's stop and, and, and look at this and go, oh, my God. Let's, let's take a look at the Spanish flu in 1918, 100 years ago. Did you know that the Spanish flu killed off a third of the world's population? A third. The Spanish flu killed about 50 million people. Not even the worst pandemic ever. But since we're going to equate it to COVID, we'll go ahead and equate it to COVID. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not 50 million, 500 million people. Half a billion people the Spanish flu killed, which is more than the population of America alone right now at 330 million. You want to know how bad the Spanish flu was? By the way, by the way, Spanish flu hasn't killed 500 million people, or COVID hasn't killed 500 million people. I think it's barely even infected 500 million people. Exactly. There were less people on the planet then. It was a much worse thing. I saw some asshole yesterday on TikTok. And he was talking bad about people going to sporting events, saying that one out of every, uh, I forget what it was, a thousand out of 40,000 people will die. If they go to a, he goes, imagine you're at a sporting event and it has 50,000 people. Two percent of those people will die from COVID. Which, by the way, he's playing fast and loose. So, what he didn't what what he didn't suggest here was this: those fifty thousand people all have to have COVID for the two percent, which is a thousand, to die at that event. Okay, and and two percent is is rounding way up, but that's okay. We'll we'll I'll play his stupid game. Oh, okay, COVID has infected 220 million people worldwide, so it hasn't even infected as many people as, as, as what, Spanish flu killed. So when you see this headline, I, I'm trying to give you some, some background and some research on this headline that they're trying to scare the shit out of people with. And you get these people that go, okay, you're at a Cubs game and there's 50,000 people. Okay, the way the Cubs are playing this year, 50,000 people ain't going to that game, but I'll play along anyway. Those 50,000 people, would you go to that game if you knew 1,000 people were going to die? Well, that's not. That, 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 no, now you're playing fast and loose. If I'm going, it, okay, so if the Cubs game is the thing, right? Uh, all right, I, I, I have to... Uh, take down the numbers, it, 
I, I feel confident that less than one, one of those people, and, and they all have to have COVID too, by the way. They all have to have COVID. It, this is what people are doing, and this is why I'm trying to tell you to use your power and take your power back. If you don't think that it's a good idea right now to go to a sporting event or to a live show, a concert, anything like that, nobody is forcing you. Nobody. Nobody is saying you have to go to a Cubs game today. Nobody is saying you have to go to the Foo Fighters. And if the venue you go to is one of these venues that says you have to have, you know, a negative test or you have to, you know, have the vaccine, you don't have to get the vaccine or even get tested because you don't have to go. Once again, use your power. Use your power. I'm so tired of all this, especially when yesterday on the news in the morning, I'm watching that liberal idiot here on the Fox station. And they gave the numbers for COVID, and the numbers were dramatically low. He goes, well, we know they're going to be back in place on Thursday because some counties don't report the weekends. I'm like, dude, yesterday was Tuesday. They have the reported numbers in by now. Even today, his fucking drunk sidekick, Drunky the fucking clown, she's fucking belching and burping in there. And she's like, oh, the COVID numbers have dropped dramatically in the state of Texas. By the way, we all told you, I'm not going to play the sound effect here. It's what happened in Great Britain. They had their big rush of the Delta variant. It did its damage. And then it, it went. Now, we're about three times, right? Wait, 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 wait. What is the, hold on, let's see, population. Population of the UK. Okay, the population of the United Kingdom is 66.6 million. Oh, 666. Population of America is five times as big as that. So it's going to take longer for this to come through, ebb, flow, and then leave, which is what we told you, which, by the way, is exactly what's happening. I like how the numbers automatically get doubled when taking uh, talking theories. Imagine we had 50,000 people at a Cubs game. Sure, I'll imagine there are twice more people at a Cubs game than their average attendance ever was. Sure, let's start with a believable scenario and go from there. You're absolutely right, Jen. But that's what they like to throw around. And they they leave certain topics out like all 50,000 have to have COVID. If you have COVID, why are you going to a ball game? <laughs> if you knowingly have it, and these people have to knowingly have it so for, for him, for his scenario to continue. 50,000 people there, 1,000 people could die. Could. I, I, I want to put that very, very specifically. They could die. I'm not saying that they will die for sure. Because, real quick, not everybody who gets COVID, not even the full one point, what is it, 
of people who get COVID die from it. It's a pretty good odds. Pretty fucking good odds. Hey, wait, what was it? Hold on a second here. Twenty two. COVID has infected 220 million people worldwide. The worldwide population is 6 billion. I, I don't even have the time to do the math. <laughs> 7 billion, I'm sorry, 7 billion. Half of that would be 3.5 billion. Okay, so I'll, I'll break it down real quick. Okay, 700 million is 10%. So 10% of the world not even affected by COVID, right? 10% of that is 70 million. So that'd be 1%. So what, what, 220 million? So three, a a little over 3% of the world's population, 3% of the world's population has been infected. We're shutting things down still, even though it's pretty much gone away. Went to an Aces game last night. No one had a mask on. Whoa, 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 Triple T, not even Chris Payne? Did Chris, whoa, 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 Triple T. Oh, Triple T, you can be my hero here. Next Aces game you go to? Um, the, the, ne- the next trip, please do me a favor. When you see Chris Payne, if he's not wearing a mask, just look at him and go, Arnie wants to know where your mask is. Oh, that will piss him off so bad. Oh, and that's all I live to do now. Whoa. It doesn't matter if he's by himself. No, 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 no. See, he he comes up. He's in the corridor. He's meeting people. You have to ask him where his mask is. Yeah. He stands over by that, yeah, okay, so this is where he usually stands. When you walk into the ballpark main gate, you got the store there to your left. He stands right at that entry level, usually. So you got to go up to him and go, excuse me, where's your mask? Oh, goddamn, that'll piss him off. say, Say, Arnie wants to know where your mask is. I love it. I love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, what other stories we got here for this first segment? We got listener mail we got to get to here in a little while. By the way, jokes today. Let me tell the jokes today. Um, you want to know how Stevie Wonder uh, met his wife? Blind date. That was easy. Why do orphans commit crimes? So they'll finally be wanted. And who would win in a fight between Michael J. Fox and Taylor Swift? Michael J. Fox, he would just shake it off. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good stuff right there. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, I want to do this. Democrats hating Israel. Uh, they, they, they're not funding. They're, there's a big story about. How the 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 extremist or the uh, the woke company uh, what are the the squad has forced out provisions to fund Israel's Iron Dome from continuing. The Iron Dome helps them fight missile attacks from other places, and the far left is saying, "No, no, no, we can't help fund that." <laughs> 
Ooh, parent signatures, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. So now, uh, once again, you have people like, and by the way, Imar Oman hating Israel. Boy, there's a shocker. There's a shocker that I didn't see coming. Uh, let's see what else we got. Let's keep that one. Let's take a look at the people that are running our country right now, shall we? Uh, not not Joe. Jen Pasucky. Jen P. Sucky. What a dumb bitch she is. This is an exchange that happened yesterday on CBS Good Morning. Let's bring in White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. She's here ahead of President Biden's first U.N. General Assembly address as president. And, uh, Jen, I want to get to that. Uh, it's, it's a big address from the president. But these images along the border are shocking. And the bar is high for shocking images along the border. You've called them horrific. What did the president say? How did he feel when he saw them? He also felt they were horrific and horrible. I don't know anyone who could watch that video and not have that emotion. I can't. Uh, last night, our Secretary of Homeland Security put out a statement conveying there would be an investigation, that he's going to send additional personnel. And I think it's important for people to know this is not who we are. That's not who the Biden-Harris administration is. And we're going to absolutely pursue that investigation and get to the bottom of what happened here. For what? Meanwhile, for what? deportation flights are ongoing. And I think what's confusing for people there is Secretary Mayorkas back in May said to Haitian nationals or already here. We know things are so terrible in your country that you're going to get a temporary extension. We're not going to send you back. Mm -hmm. Your case is going to be ongoing. You're going to be here. Shouldn't that same idea apply now? And to protect a lot of them from the spread. Of we we got to get well. to Gail King a, at, at the White House these days. What will be the president's message today at the United General Assembly? Well, he's, he, he appears to be really under the gun on so many different levels. Well, the way the president views it, and we all view it, is that's what you do as president. You navigate crises. You weather storms. And we're certainly doing that right now. Uh, but this is a huge opportunity today for the president. He's obviously been on the world stage for a long time. But he's going to say to the world, all the leaders in the room, we're not looking inward after we end a 20-year war. We're going to look outward, and we're going to prioritize what's most important to address, whether that's the climate crisis, whether that's cyber threats, continuing to work with partners on counterterrorism. Uh, and that's what we need to have our resources and focus and our eyes on. And, and we're going to do that through rebuilding our allies and partnerships. I think it's good to say we're going to look outward, but we can't ignore what has happened before. We're still getting hammered for uh, how the, the withdrawal from Afghanistan happened. Everybody knows. Every, many people believe it was time. It's just the way that it was done. Mm -hmm. So we all agree <clears throat> with that. That's not a good look. You look at what's happening with immigration. You look at France now saying that uh, they've been betrayed by the United States. Mm -hmm. So I, I get that we have to look forward. But what are we doing to justify or explain what appears to be very bad behavior on our part now? We don't see it that way. Yeah. Uh, one, we have a... You don't see it that way. You don't see the bad behavior. This is Gail King throwing her a fucking softball, and her best response is, we don't see it that way. You don't see the withdrawal of Afghanistan as one of the biggest, in just complete failures of any president of all time? Jen, peace, sucky, come on. Now, and as far as this fucking border shit goes, because they, they called the Indian giant in, the border czar, 
who says she's deeply troubled by images of Border Patrol agents using whips. Well, I'm here to tell you, ass family, there was not one fucking whip used. There was white guys on horses throwing ropes around black people at the border. How the fuck does that not look horrible? It doesn't look horrible because they were doing their job. Those are called reins. They didn't have lassos. Those were reins on the horses. If you look at the one picture that looks so bad, where is it at? The picture that looks so awful of the black man who's getting the, with the black shirt, who's getting the, the, the rope in front of him, the rain in front of him, where the Border Patrol agent is reaching with his hand to grab him. They're doing their jobs. I'm sorry that it has to take horseback because they can't get ATVs down there. I'm sorry that this looks like something that was shot in an Alex Haley movie. But I don't know about you. I'm tired of this war that's coming on. By the way, by the way, what what is it? These immigrants that are coming to town are coming to America. I'm sorry. Have measles, malaria, tuberculosis, not to mention the aforementioned COVID. This is insanity to me. Uh, I know they're doing their job, trust me, I get it, but for a party uh, that is so focused on optics, what's the ever-loving fuck does Pisaki think she's saying? She's an idiot, and, 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 and I don't know what she thinks she's saying. I, I, I have no clue. I don't know if this is a further, the, the only thing that I can think this is, this is a further way to defund police and defund government agencies like ICE, which they want gone, like Border Patrol, which they want gone. By the way, nobody respects America. Nobody has, nobody will until we use our power. All you got to do is watch a few episodes of a show called Lone Star Law that follows around game wardens. Now, we can make fun of game wardens all we want, but game wardens in the Rio Grande Valley have to patrol the actual Rio Grande River which Mexican fishermen will cast a net and illegally swim past. There, there's some kind of bullshit imaginary line in the middle of the river that says this is the border between U.S. and Mexico. They will either, use, they will either swim across the river or they will boat across the river and they will tie their net in place. And the net catches everything that the river has to offer, at least all the big fish. The game wardens have to try and cut those nets. It's as low as nets and fish. No one respects our borders. The optics on that, uh, I, look, I'll agree with you, Ogre. The optics were not good seeing black people on, being chased by men in cowboy hats on horseback. I can agree to that. The optics are bad. But when they flip the optics 
and, and, and here, I'll, I'll show you the picture. Here's the picture right here. If you scroll down a little bit of this story, you will see it, it's right there at the top. That picture that you see, that, that Border Patrol agent reaching his right hand out to grab the guy by the shirt, that's the one you see from the other side now all the time because you see his rain sticking out, and it looks like, oh, my God, he's about to rope a colored person. But he's not. They didn't rope anybody. They're using the horses to get an advantage. I know I use the word optics on this show a lot, and and, and let me just say, I, I, I could care less about optics anymore. I know that optics are bad, and people look at these optics, and they make their political ideas, and they, they, they bring their thoughts together on seeing pictures of this and everything, and the optics on Ted Cruz leaving Texas during the snowstorm were bad, but you know what? I'm just going to let a lot of people know there are a lot of people who left Texas during a snowstorm. You know why? Because Texas sucks during a snowstorm. Because Texas doesn't get snow. And you know what happens? The entire state shuts down. Should Ted Cruz have gone? That's something we can sit and debate and talk about. What about the optics of the, the Democratic state leaders of Texas who decided to leave Texas instead of voting during the special session that the governor called to pass bills. They left, and they got on an airplane, and none of them were wearing masks. It was a private plane, but there are still rules on private planes. And a bunch of them came down with COVID. Optics are, are there to, to, to get the, the, the ball rolling, I believe. But once the story is out, tell the truth. Tell the truth that these Border Patrol agents were simply doing their jobs. And I find it amazing that they were even allowed to do their jobs because we're not allowing the borders to, I, I don't want to say be closed because we don't have closed borders, but man, oh man, we have people coming in with fucking hep C and malaria and COVID and all this kind of shit, and we wonder why our numbers are going up. Can we stop wondering? Because this is what happens in Texas. And I'm on, not, not with the Haitians, but with the, the immigrants that are using the southern border down at Del Rio. They come in, and they say, uh, are you feeling good? Are you feeling bad? And they've all been coached. These people who have had coyotes deliver them, coach them what to say. No, I'm not feeling bad. Oh, okay. They don't even take their temperature. They have a child, they allow 10 people to go with that child, and they push them through into American soil, and they put them on a bus, and they pretty much just let the bus drive anywhere in Texas it wants to go, or where it's supposed to go. It can go anywhere out to El Paso, it can go up to Abilene, it can come to Dallas. And nothing's being done about it. That, to me, is a problem. A problem that our federal government is not doing anything about. I honestly don't understand why the use of horses is so bad, why physically protecting the borders is such a bad thing. 
if the south border, we had said, please don't walk on through, check in at California Gate and get your free medical care, money, and education. But for those that chose not to go to the open welcoming gate, why is it so bad to stop them, wrangle them? What's the point of a border if we can't ask and ensure people not to cross it? There's nothing wrong with that, Jen. I have zero problems with what the Border Patrol agents did. Zero. Some countries would be a lot worse. Try to cross a... You cross into Mexico, or I'm sorry, Mexico, Iran. Let's say that you're a dumb fuck and you're hiking, and we've had these stories, Americans that are hiking. I don't know know what borders in Iran because I don't know the, the rest of the world that well. Nor do I want to, because I'm never going there. But they cross over into Iran. You know what they do? They put them in fucking prison. No trial. No nothing. They put them in prison. If you're, if you're an American and you're trespassing in Iran, guess what? You're going to prison. We need to convince Wycliffe Jean to get a flute like the Pied Piper and lead the Haitians somewhere safer. Then get medical treatment and resettlement. Yeah, it's called Canada. Take them from that war-torn island known as Haiti. <laughs> we did a bit on the air a long time ago. Or segment, sorry. Didn't do bits. We did segments between our heads. Um. And the day before, I was watching the coverage of the hurricane, or not hurricane, the earthquake that hit there. And this was a previous earthquake, not the one that hit this year. This is a few years ago, the really bad one in 80. And I'm watching this coverage, and the president of Haiti or the leader of Haiti, I don't know what he is, a president, a monarch, a, a ruler, a dictator, I don't know. But they had him on, and they were talking. And I was talking about it on the next day. And he was talking about how the land was in rubble and all this kind of crap. And then all of a sudden, the earthquake hit. And I remember laughing so hard. And people, some people got offended by that, and I didn't give a shit. I know that my partners were laughing their asses off because Haiti's a dump. Let's, let, let's just, let, let, look, I, I'll say it. Haiti's a fucking dump. Haiti's been a dump for a long fucking time. Why did Wycliffe Gene leave Haiti? Well, because he wanted to make a better life for himself, so he came to America. I only see Wycliffe Gene talking about Haiti when bad shit happens in Haiti. He got enough money. He can build a big enough house, put every Haitian in that house. I don't care. You can do whatever you want with your money. But Kamala Harris coming out and saying she was... Deeply troubled by the images. Which images were you deeply troubled by? Were you deeply troubled by all the people crossing over? What you're supposed to be protecting because you're the czar? Or were you troubled at the fact that our border patrol agents weren't throwing a giant fucking welcome home party for these people? Oh, God almighty. Sometimes I just truly hate being an American. I really do. The issue the Haitians are having at their home, uh, is that our fault? Is that why we feel obligated to be the ones to take them in? I'm not cold-hearted. 
But when do other countries step up first and say, hey, this country is faltering, their people need help, let us do it first. Let us Chinese or Canadians or Welsh, any of them fuckers, step up first. Well, there's the problem, Hangtown Jen, is that after World War II, the United States was kind of assigned that job. I like to refer to it as the world's big brother. When anybody gets in any kind of fucking bind, the United Nations, they look over their shoulder and they go, America, you take care of this. America takes care of it in the way that America wants to take care of it. And then everybody says, wait a second, you didn't take care of it the way we wanted you to take care of it. Okay. But, hey, this is why I can never be president. A, first of all, I'm not smart enough. B, I'm not related to the right people. And C, oh, the rest of the world would fuck it. You thought Trump was fucking hated? President states? Oh, fucking A. Mm Mm-mm. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, we'd have the borders be protected a lot better. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Remember all them, fang- all them fangless rattlesnakes I got from my home security system? Guess what? All their predecessors that have fangs are now going to be in that water. You want to cross over the Red River? You go right ahead. You got to deal with all them fucking water moccasins and rattlesnakes. Not to mention the armed fucking patrol we have. Arnie, you can't do that. Well, this is why I'm never going to be president. You know, to move to America is one of the easiest things in the world to do. Do you know that in Mexico, if you're not Mexican, you cannot own any beachfront property. You can lease it. You can never own it. Sammy Hagar, who's got a big sprawling pad in Cabo San Lucas, he doesn't own that because he's not Mexican. Do you know that if, if you have a job and you get transferred to go to Japan and you take your family with you to Japan, for your children to enroll in the schools in Japan, they have to speak fluent. That word is underlined. Fluent Japanese. We don't make that happen here in America. Hell, I went to school with plenty of kids growing up in Texas in the 70s who didn't speak a lick of English. It's the cost of all the cozy deals the U.S. has made with other countries to build factories, mines, farms, use labor, etc. We aren't prosperous just through hard work and resolve. It's taking advantage of other countries, bring the world's police, and being the world's police and using our wealth is that cost. No nation on earth is prosperous without exploiting others. China, Russia, the UK, the list goes on. It does. By letting other countries step up first, we lose our influence and thereby lose our power and wealth. That's the dangerous part about China's Belt and Road program of closing up to Africa and South America. Yes. Why do you think China jumped in and... and and said, we are going to recognize the Taliban as a government now. 
so they can sink their teeth into them. That's why. Look, if America wants to take our teeth out of everything, I would be more than happy to. I don't want to have all that shit. I'd put up big-ass walls and say, come and get it. You fuck with us, then guess what? We're going to blow you out of the fucking sky. The end. But we don't fight wars like that anymore. Wars are now fought as all guerrilla warfare is. Nobody's wearing uniforms. And if you fuck around with a big enough country, all they got to do is push a button and it's the end of the world. Don't think so? That's the world we live in. This is why, this is why we're not at war with, with China. That's why we haven't gone over to Russia and said, hey, hey, Putin, we don't like how you're doing shit around here. He'd go, oh, okay, boom, push a button, it's over. It's the shitty part about being America. No, I, I understand that we can't go alone. That the minerals needed for our technology. See, this is what we used to do, though, in this country. We used to build technology. We used to be the leaders in innovation and things like that. But now we have to rely on these other countries. Look, this is how fucking weak America is. We don't even have a national language in this country. We don't even have an official language in America. I want you to think about that. In Japan, your kids, to go to school there, if you have to move there, have to speak fluent Japanese. So, obviously, Japanese is the national language. We, we don't have a national language. Do you want to know why America is the most racist country in the world? Quote, unquote, the most racist? Because we have every fucking race here. That's why. Not every race is going to Botswana. And by the way, I want to point something out here, too. And I want to point this out on Facebook, and I'm going to do it here in the next week or so, just to piss people off. Did you know it's not illegal to be a racist? It's not. You can be a racist all day long. Now, if you act upon it, that's different. But you can have the thoughts and the ideas of a racist. Why? Because that's how we live in America. We're free to feel this way. If we act upon it, then that's where they're breaking the law. But there's no, re- there's no, there's nothing against the law of being a racist in this country. If the Ku Klux Klan goes out and they get all their permits and they do all their things, they can march down the street. Why? Because it's legal. That's what makes us great. We even give assholes like the Klan an opportunity to spread their fucking hate. Now, if they burn a cross or they burn someone's house down, then that's when we can get them on a whole bevy of charges. But being a racist is not illegal in this country. A lot of people would think it is. It's not. I know it, it, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't feel good to say it. But it's true. You can be as racist as you want. In your home. It's not illegal. We don't have police storming your houses like other countries do. Coming and telling you what to think and how to think. We don't do that. Other countries do, though. 
if you want to be like other countries, then I would say, here, move to other countries. This is why so many people try to come to America. It's because you do have freedoms in this country. What was a story yesterday that I saw? I, I, I forget. There's a couple stories going around right now about foreign lands and foreign countries and just how bad their governments are and how they're treating the people. But we're the bad guys. We're the fucking awful ones. We're the ones that, 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 that are the bad ones. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember that ogre when, when the Klan had to adopt a, a road sponsor, adopt a highway, they'd get a mile of the road. He says, I found that disturbing and hilarious at the same time. It was like something out of a satire comedy. It was, but that's what makes America, America. And I wish more people understood that. That with the great shit that comes with America, there's plenty of bad shit that comes with America. Everything the ogre was saying. The bad shit that comes with being America is that we do have to fucking stick up for all the little fucking people. I don't like it. Now, I'm not saying we ain't going to do it. Another reason why the state's presidency would not be that good. There's a lot of shit I don't like that our country does. But it's what makes us America. We allow people to disagree with the government. In Cuba, they just per, they, they, they just passed a law in Cuba. You know, with, with Fidel Castro. Let's all hold him up on a pedestal. That says if you question the government or you say bad things about the government on your social media, you can and will be arrested. That means a show like this in Cuba, I would be arrested and you would probably be arrested for listening. So everybody takes their shots on America and, oh, how they do this and how they do that. How about you just let us get out of the way, handle our business, as long as we do it according to the Constitution, leave us the fuck alone. That must have not been an asphalt road since those are black. <laughs> uh, all right, we got listener mail coming up next. I didn't want that page to move. No, you just stop moving there. Uh, 775-357-FANS. Uh, if you want to write mail, write me at arnieradio1 at gmail.com. Here's a song I wrote on a plane between Dallas and Austin. Going to El Paso. Whoops. Now this is what gave us the idea to come down here. This is a song about a guy that Probably did as much for our kind of music as anybody. Well, the honky-tonks in Texas were my natural second home. 
Where you tip your hat to the ladies and the rose of San Antonio. I grew up on music that we call Western Swing. It don't matter who's in Austin, Bob Wills is still the king. Lord, I can still remember the way things were back then. In spite of all the hard times, I'd live it all again. Hear the Texas Playboys and Tommy Duncan sing Makes me proud to be from Texas Where Bob Wills is still a king You can hear the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee It's the home of country music on that we all agree But when you cross that old Red River Horse that just don't mean a thing But once you're down in Texas Bob Wills is still a king That you just can't live in Texas unless you got a love soul. It's the home of Willie Nelson, the home of Western Swing. He'll be the first to tell you Bob Wills is still the Loving 44 beneath my head Got up next morning and I grabbed my gun I took a shot cooking and away I run Made a good run but I run too slow He overtook me down and wore his Mexico I laid in the hot joint taking the pill And walked the sheriff from the Jericho Hill He said, Willie Lee, your name is not Jack Brown You're the dirty hack that shot your woman down Yes, oh yes, my name is Willie Lee If you've got a warrant, just read it to me Shot her down, cause she made me slow I thought I was her daddy, but she had five more
that I was dressed in black They put me on a train and they took me back Had no friend for to go my bill They slapped my daughter carcass in that county jail The next morning about a half past nine I spied a sheriff coming down the line He kinda coughed as he cleared his throat He said, come on you dirty hack to the district court Into the courtroom my trial began Where I was held by twelve honest men Just before the jury started out I saw that dirty judge commence to look about on me the judge smiled as he picked up his pen 99 years in the Folsom State pen 99 years underneath that ground I can't forget the day I shot that bad bitch down come on you gotta listen on to me lay off that whiskey and let that cocaine Got a graphic up of him wearing one of the new Fan of Ass shirts, the, the super shirt, if you will, which is available right now at tpublic.com in the Arnie State Show store. It's available. The University of Ass is available. And Nature is Not Your Friend is available. By the way, you don't only have to get T-shirts. I know Straight Fire ordered from you there yesterday. It's real easy. You're going to get your, your, your shit quick. They package it up. You can get long long sleeve shirts. You can get hoodies made. You can get coffee mugs. You can get stickers. All kinds of great shit available. Tpublic.com. Time now once again uh, for mail, which, by the way, mail is brought to you by the fine people at JS Floors, the best floors in the West. Forget the rest. Let me tell you about the rest, my friends. The rest, they're what we call snorkies. You know what a snorky is? A snorky is somebody who goes around and sniffs women's bicycle seats. That's right. They're out sniffing bicycle seats all the time. And you know what they do when you come to your house? This is what happens. They go to your house. They start working on your floors. Then they go to your laundry, and they start smelling all the butts of your pants. That's how weird they are. 
You know who doesn't do that? JS Floors. Jesse and his crew, they show up and they put in floors. That's all they do. They're not going to smell your seats. That's weird. Give them a call at 775-267-4123. All right, here we go. Let's get it started, shall we? Oh, what a beautiful morning. Welcome to Mail Call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, Hey, Arnie. First of all, late, happy late birthday. Thank you very much. As soon as I get a day off, I'll be watching the uh, show on OnlyFans, which the show is still available at OnlyFans. You always said if you were to pay for OnlyFans, you expect to see buttholes, so I'm a little nervous, but I'll give it a try. There is no butthole <laughs> on my OnlyFans page yet. Uh, it gets into the letter now. About a month ago, I went to the West Virginia State Fair to see Tracy Lawrence and came back with COVID. I'm not vaccinated. Okay. Um, I guess that's what I get for going to a backwoods sister fucking state. Lesson learned. Anyways, I was sick and out of work for two weeks and got behind on shows, and I'm working on getting caught up. I just heard the show you did the day after opening weekend of college football, and you made a comment about inner Sandman at the Hokies game. Yeah. Uh, West Virginia, uh, or Virginia Tech, I'm sorry, Virginia Tech, they always play this. And the crowd just goes crazy. It's pretty amazing. Between this and jump around at Wisconsin, and I found out something new they did at Wisconsin. I don't know what quarter they do, but part of the stadium yells, eat shit, and the other part of the stadium yells, fuck you. I'm not kidding. It's amazing to hear like 80,000 people or 40,000 people yelling, eat shit. And then 40,000 people go, fuck you. That's happening. But it's really, really cool to watch uh, Virginia Tech come into a game. And they play, you know, I mean, they really get it going when, you know. I mean, the crowd is just jumping around. It's pretty phenomenal. He says, uh. I just heard you talking about uh, Inner Sandman as the Hokies UNC game and how it gave you chills. With that being said, I'm extending an offer you to come to Blacksburg and witness this for yourself. Oh, wow. I have two extra tickets to the Notre Dame game on October 9th. If you'd like to see the greatest entrance in all of college football, then come to Blacksburg. It won't disappoint. And if that game doesn't work, I have four season tickets, and you're welcome to two any game any year. But Notre Dame will be a huge home night game. Love the show and all you stand for, Bradley. Bradley, first of all, I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad you're over your COVID thing. Thank you for the birthday. You will not see in my butthole. A <laughs> Golden Gopher came 50,000 people yell, you betcha. Uh, there's, a, there's a PS in this before I answer. Uh, PS, I forgot to mention that I went to the West Virginia, Virginia Tech game uh, last week, and their fans walked around all day saying, horns down. Fuck Tech and doing the horns down thing. Apparently, they don't like Texas much. No, because we beat them too much. Kind of like what we're going to do to Texas Tech this weekend. We are going to wreck Tech. That's just for Harrison, if he's listening. Uh, I found it stupid seeing as they were playing Virginia Tech, but I guess that's what you get when you go to a procreating with the same bloodline. One last thing, 95 Sugar Bowl, go Tech. All right, there it is. Uh, thank you, Bradley. I appreciate it. I can't use the tickets this year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year we'll talk about going to a game in Blacksburg. Uh, 
I think that'd be kind of cool. Now that Frank Beamer's not the coach and they don't fucking own the Longhorns, fuck yeah. I remember we used to have to play them like in the beginning of the season. I remember we played them a couple times. And Virginia Tech was known for all their, their special teams blocking punts, but not as well as the Longhorns. I remember we did block a punt in that game, but we lost a game to them. So, yeah, Virginia Tech, not one of my favorites. They beat us. That's okay. By the way, we do have football talk tomorrow. Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy is going to be in tomorrow. We got uh, four college games and the whole NFL schedule to talk about tomorrow. So, uh, next mail. Let's see. All right. Got through all that. Let's see. Uh, all right, scumbag. Pay uh, attention. Mm-hmm. It's time for mail call. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Dear Arnie. I hope you know just how much you were missed uh, while you were gone. I think you can play that effect that you know you're really going to hate people when people say that the radio that is out there is just really shitty. Do you, do you mean this one? Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Well, about regular radio being terrible? Oh, fuck. People want to laugh at what they listen to, not be preached or talked down to. Please keep doing what you do. And by the way, happy late birthday, Denise. Thank you, Denise. I have to mention that I did listen to some radio while I was in Sacramento. Not not any morning radio. The only morning radio I caught was near the end of Pat Martin's show because he does mornings now on the Eagle, and I love Pat. I got nothing but good things to say about Pat. I didn't listen to any morning programs. Mainly because, well, I know that the morning programs that are in Sacramento are garbage. So I did not listen to any of that. But I can tell you that listening to other shows during the course of the day, radio is not getting any better, people. Radio is only getting worse. And I think, I I don't know this for a fact, but I think that 98 Rock is doing something that I truly hate. 98 Rock used to be such a great radio station because you had the live morning show. Then Pat Martin was there, and he was live. And then you had that afternoon show, which, that's a show. I don't know how Mikey does that. I honestly don't. I, I, I've known Mikey for a long time. Mikey is a great broadcaster. He's great on the radio. He's amazing talent. I don't know how he's doing it day in and day out with those people. And then the night show was a lot of times it was live. Sometimes they, they, they'd record it. They voice tracked it. That's what it's called. I do believe the new midday person, the person that comes on after the morning show, is voice tracked from or at least syndicated from Seattle. And I got to say, what what a what a crock of shit that is. I mean, you used to have the, the man there and Pat Martin. And I know Pat's doing mornings on the Eagle, and I hope he's happy. I hope he's number one. There, there's not a lot of people in radio I root for anymore. Mikey's one of them, and Pat's another one. Wow, is it bad. I, I, I can't even turn the radio on here in Texas. We're, we're a larger market. The Dallas area is a larger market, which means they should have better people on the air. No. No, like they, 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 they do topics and they talk about, like, 
I, I heard this in Sacramento. The guy's like, yeah, Taco Bell is wanting people to uh, send in their used salsa containers because they're going to reuse them. I tell you what, Taco Bell, you send me tacos first. And he went into the song. That bit was just stupid. Just got a text here. Uh, let's see. Hey, Arnie, happy belated birthday. Hope you're well. You're talking about morning shows here in SAC, and it was curious to what happened. Uh, well, you should have been it. Hey, you want to find out what happened? You go to my OnlyFans page. That's the best thing I can tell you right now. Go to my OnlyFans page. If you weren't at my stand-up show, I talked about it. Oh, it's there. Afternoons were good twice. When you were on, and before that, when the long-haired meatloaf-looking dude was on. Paul Marshall? Paul Marshall was great in the afternoons. I'll say, I don't like Paul Marshall. Paul Marshall and I are not really that friendly to each other. I mean, we're cordial. I'm not a fan of his. He's not a fan of mine. He believes some shit that was said about me, and then he went on to say more shit about me. So that's fine. Paul, But Paul Marshall was great on the air. Paul Marshall got radio. He understood what radio was about, and that's entertaining people. He was there to entertain you, and that's why he was good in the afternoons. He's terrible in mornings because he does mornings down in Phoenix now. Awesome afternoon guy. And thank you for saying uh, I appreciate that. Yes, yes, Ogre, that was. That was that part, yes. Thank you. I'm glad you picked up on it. I hated my time in the afternoons, I'll tell you that. I just hate it. Well, mainly because of the people I was with. I wasn't allowed to be me. I had to be some kind of fucking character that was, I don't know. I, I, I don't even remember. I, I was somewhere between dog shit and jerk off. I had to be the character that was in between those two. Jerkoff was such a crybaby about the character that he had to be. And, uh, and, and back when Andy Man Candy was on there, oh, God. I'm going to talk about somebody who didn't understand talk radio. But, yes, Paul Marshall was good in the afternoons. I'll give you that. Uh, but thank you, Denise, for what you said there. I do appreciate that. Uh, all right, next one here. Let's see. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie, I just watched your show and wanted to say that it was amazing. It had to be the one, one of the best you've ever done. And I really felt like some of that stuff came from your show. I like to watch things like this all come together. It's like watching an origin edition of something and the updated one at the same time. Oops, sorry, I'm kind of a dork, but I'll keep trying to be cool like you, your friend, Richard. Thanks, Richard. Yeah, a lot. that's where I get a lot of, this show is where I get a lot of my ideas, and then I can go and create them and do that there. I mean, the puppet fiction, that was so much fun doing on stage, and we started that right here. When, when Cock of the Block finally gets made and is on television, I hope that you all have this, this cool sense of, of, of an ownership of it without getting paid, of course, because I'll be getting paid. But we developed that here first. I'm going to steal from the University of Texas their mantra, what happens here changes the world. Well, what happens on this show changes the fucking world, my friends. 
Uh, the best part of your afternoon show was, how are you? Fine. How are you? <laughs> that was your one question. Amazing how people, oh, God, the, the, uh, the Lickus and Wind contest. Now, let, let me give you the origins of that. That started when I was an intern. And we had a contest called Stump the Morning Show. And the guy that ran it, the, this guy that we called uh, the, the Patsicle or the Frishadare, because he was so ice cold with his humor and terrible. He was so good at that. And dog shit and jerk off hated when I would do that. They didn't understand the point of the game. See, they thought the point of the game was to show how smart they were by looking up the answers. Because at that time, we all had computers in front of us. And I remember Jerkoff would be like, no, don't, don't ask him that. Don't answer. Don't answer. No, that's the part. See, that's the bit. That's the whole bit. Ogre, you get it. You get the bit. Hey, how you doing today? Good. How are you? Fine. That's your one question. Boom. You go to the next call. Hey, what's going on? What are you up to today? Oh, not much. You? Not much. That's your one question. Boom. You move on. That was the fun part of that game. But they didn't get it. I love that contest. Oh, that was my favorite. That one was my favorite. And they fucked it all to hell. Uh, Triple T, I want to do a voice or two on Cock of the Block. Okay. Now, Triple T, I've already claimed the voice of McNugget. Red and White says, you should have a thank you to the ass family built into the intro of every Cock of the Block, like Lisa Simpson with the couch. I like that. I was thinking of the Pill Opinion voice. Uh, we don't have all the characters yet, but I know that I'm doing Ren, and, and the, the main character, his name is Ren, and he's going to sound like Ben Shapiro. We've come up with that. We've agreed that he's going to sound like Ben Shapiro. He's going to talk really fast and be really smart and have lots and lots of research on his side whenever he decides to mention anything in the Cock of the Block show. Oh, the Filipino. Oh, okay. Can I be the clang chicken? What, what do we have? I, I, forget, I forget the chicken's name. But we, we do have, oh, the general. That, that's his name. The leader of the, <laughs> the Asian group is the general. Hold on a second. Let me, let me look at my phone. I, I have a picture. About this. It's all classic. Kind of very liberal things that we're talking about. All right. Getting from getting more and more towards. Washoe County, just wait. Reno is next. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, all right, let me see if I can go through these. There we go. There's Wren. Coop is his cellmate. Popeye is the leader of the Poultry Brotherhood. Salad leads the Aryan groups. Wait, hold on. Kung Pao. I'm sorry, Kung Pao is the leader of the Asian groups. Tetrazzini leads the Italians. Uh, if you want to be the Filipino, that's Adobo, and that he, he's a cross-dresser. There's El Loco. El Loco's in charge of the Mexican gang. The officers are uh, Officer Little, <laughs> Chicken Little. He's all buff. Officer Dixie, Chick, and she's a whore. And then there is the warden, Warden Sanders, Warden H. Sanders. 
Oh, man. Well, hopefully soon we'll find some stuff out. You need to get Tahoe Joe is the ancient half-crazy chicken who's been there forever. Oh, we have McNugget. I mean, we have so many different characters that we can do. Oh, it's going to be so great. But we, we still got to get it made first before any voices are made. So there you go. Uh, but thank you, Richard, for saying that that was one of the best shows I've done. I felt really good after that show. I felt like I nailed that show. I was very, very happy after that show. Didn't feel like I bombed whatsoever. Ellis said I had a great show. And when Ellis tells me something, I tend to listen, especially in comedy. I can do a gay Filipino voice for sure. Perfect. Jimmy and Nicole are laughing at Triple T. Nicole and McTex. That's Timmy's new name is McTex. Is Officer Little's catchphrase, holy shit, man? <laughs> holy shit! When the riot starts out. Holy shit! Oh, Ellis killed. Yes, Ellis did kill. Ellis always kills. Ellis is a man. Love Ellis. I love Ellis and I love Carlos. Those are two of my heroes there in the comedy world. Uh, all right, next mail here. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. And here. Listen up. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Uh, Arnie. Uh, you didn't talk much about it, but what happened with your movie shoot? Wasn't it the same week as your stand-up show? I remember hearing when the guy called in and say that you were in the movie. That was really cool. Happy belated birthday from Sarah. No, not Sarah Connor. She actually wrote that. Um, needless to say, I was not in the movie. I know that we got a phone call during the course of this show, and I put it on the air And when my friend Mark S. Allen called and said, I got the part that I auditioned for, and I actually filmed myself, and, and I memorized my part of the script and did all that. A few weeks before everything was to happen to go to Sacramento, I was told that they were looking for a part for me in the cafe scene now which I don't remember the cafe scene in the script, but I didn't get that part of the script, which that's fine. I knew it was going to be a big group shot, and I didn't want to waste an entire day when I was in Sacramento doing that, so I told Mark that, well, you can have that part. I, I, you don't need to put me in this movie. Uh, needs to say, I did not. I was not in the movie. My friendship with Mark is is good. We're we're still friends. It's it's been fractured a bit due to things that were said that he was going to do, which he didn't do. Sadly, he apologized profusely for it, and I've accepted that apology. And this is something that I've learned. I was I was very upset last week. At this time, I, I was I was fairly upset. And you can get upset with your friends. It's okay. I, I told Braddy Kid this. I said, look, if he ever calls me again and needs me for anything, I'll gladly be there for him because that's me. You see, I'm not going to let someone's actions control how I react the rest of my life. 
because to me that means they will have changed me. Was I hurt at some of the incidents that happened last week? Yes, absolutely I was. Um, but I'll say this, is that if that person ever needs me again, I will be there as a friend because that's who I am. A lot of people say, well, you're a sucker. Well, that's fine. If you want to think that I'm a sucker because of that, it's going to take more than what happened last week to ruin my friendship with someone, for me not to be friends with them. I still think the world of Marcus Allen. I do. I really do. Will I jump like I did this last? No, probably not. That will change. But if he ever needs anything from me, if he needs a friend to listen to him, I'm going to be there for him because that's who I am. Now, will I go to this person when I need promotional help for anything? Maybe not because I know that I can't trust that person. But he's still my friend. So Sarah, not Sarah Connor, uh, I am not in the upcoming movie, and so be it. I wish him nothing but success on that movie and success in his career and his life and his family. And I, I hope that I'm still his friend. Oh, says, I keep thinking Scab had something to do with your being part being altered. Who knows? Who knows? Now, that's a person whose friendship, no, I am not friends with anymore. They have done enough to me to where it alters me to where I will not reach out and help that person ever, ever again. But that's me. And that's all on me. Make it here. Probably care less. I don't give a shit either. Uh, next one here. Let's see. Uh, Hedge, here. Listen up. It's time for mail call. Bucket. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie. When is the world going to stop and say enough is enough? While you're gone, you talked about the Met Gala and the hypocrisy there. All those photos of no masks, then masks on the senators. And then finally the Emmys, where they wanted to try to portray Seth Rogen as a good person. I'm betting that Seth Rogen wishes he could change Rogen to Soros sooner than expected. When will people see that they are getting made fools of while turning people against each other and eventually ending in a way no one could ever imagine? But hey, whatever. What are the Kardashians up to today? That's from Tim. Straight Fire, uh, who's Scab? Uh, Somebody that I used to do a radio show with. I I, I refer to them as Scab, Arnie, and... (laughs) Just throwing this out there, I believe you all had parts to play when on the air, but I've met dog shit, and I believe angry little man is not an act. He surely has the right to be stuck in a child-sized body. Yeah, oh, he was angry. He was always angry, and he could never, ever be wrong. Here's a funny story. So before I get to this, Tim, your email here. We were in, the, uh, we were in our office one day. And he used to, instead of calling it, it uh, camel toe. You see a picture of a chick, and you see that she's got camel toe, and we all know what that is. He would always call it ninja boot. Because, you know, ninjas, they have their toes close together. It looks like that. And, and I've, I've heard that, like, once before. It's not that common, but he would use that. 
And I said, well, why, why not moose knuckle? Because I've heard moose knuckle before, and I know that's not right. I know moose knuckle is a guy's camel toe. I know that. And he proceeded to fucking tear me up and down about how wrong I was. This is dog shit. He went as far as to look it up on pages and then have me come over and read his computer. All over the phrase, moose knuckle, because he could never be wrong. The problem was is that he would take that attitude on the air and say something that was completely wrong, and somebody would call him on it, and he would try to eviscerate them only to have somebody on the show go, yeah, he's right, and never back down from it. I've been wrong on this show. I'll back down. When I'm wrong about something, I'll admit I'm wrong. But dog shit can never be wrong. He's never wrong. He's the smartest person you'll ever meet. Just ask him. He, yes, he was. He, he even got a bit haughty with me when I said, without thinking, oh, you're a little man. He puffed up a tiny bit until Mike walked up. <laughs> Scabbers usually found in a Corvette, I've been told, yeah. I wouldn't be too worried because his second uh, movie is anything like the first. You're better off because that movie made Nel Dorado Hills suck shit. And I like Marcus Helen on TV. That's his third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, look, Seth Rogen coming out. I, I mentioned this yesterday on the show. Seth Rogen at the Emmys coming out and saying what he said. That was all made up. He's a part of the Hollywood elite. They can't get him. He didn't feel uncomfortable. Look, look, if Seth Rogen would have felt uncomfortable, Seth Rogen wouldn't have been there. But instead, he was there and stayed for the entire show. I'll say this much. If he didn't feel safe, he would have left after his part then. He stayed for the entire show and the after parties. They come out and they say that no one needed to wear a mask because this was a television production. And all the people were performers. Well, I, I know that, that the wife of Brian Cranston is not an actor. She wasn't performing, but she wasn't wearing a mask. How can you say that? They just need to come out and say, well, they didn't have masks on because they're celebrities. And celebrities don't want to hide their good looks. I would have had more respect for that answer. But instead, they, they jump around, they lie to you, and they tell you a bunch of bullshit. I don't know when it's going to stop, Tim. I don't know. It's going to stop when we all finally say enough is enough. I mean, I did the story this morning. I mean, there are enough people in this country that are willing to wear masks in the restaurants that have signs that say no masks allowed because they'll be damned. I had a friend who was like that. He's 5'3", so maybe that's why he acts like dog shit, probably. Christopher says, Jesus, what a baby. I hate guys like that. He's mentally stunted. If you already know everything, you'll never grow as a person. Well, dog shit will never grow as a person. He's stuck in that 5'4 body. I mean, he is so, look, dog shit is so fucking stuck being a short guy that he had to find a shorter woman to marry. 
to where he probably thinks he's a big man because she's four foot eleven. Nice, super nice lady. I met her a couple times. Very, very nice lady. Person who I feel the worst for is his son. Man, you want to talk about helicopter parent? <whistles> Boy, that kid. I, if that kid goes to college, that kid is going to go berserk. That joke I made in the uh, at the show about kissing your your parents on the lips. Even dog shit used to brag about still kissing his son on the lips in high school. And I just I just shook my head. I was like, "That's just fucking weird, man." Why is it weird? He's my son. I go, "It's just weird, dude. It's it's very strange to other people." Uh, maybe they're mad because they can't see over pile of dog shit. I'm 5'6". I can look down on dog shit, LOL. I'd say dog shit's 5'3", maybe 5'4", but I'm 5'2", and I felt near equal. Triple T says, I'm short as shit, but I think I'm a pretty nice guy. Triple T, you're an awesome guy. You're not that short, Triple T. Yeah, you're a little bitty. You're a wee fella, but you you aren't little bitty. You ain't, you ain't, as, you ain't as little as dog shit. And I know for a fact you do not have little man's disease. I mean, th- th- this how far this is how funny it is. Dog shit, you know, he drives that fucking ugly yellow Mustang. Motherfucker's got an F two fifty at his house that his wife drives. His four foot eleven wife is driving a lifted Ford F two fifty. Was that on the air? I think I remember that probably. Yeah, Triple T, you're an awesome guy. We all like Triple T. Triple T is solid. He is solid motherfucker. The only short guy I personally knew was a champion wrestler in high school and went on to become a Navy SEAL leader. I ain't going to say shit about him. That's the funniest thing. Like, you look at a lot of Navy. I, one of my best friends in this entire world, a guy who I consider a brother, my brother John, who lives in Reno. He is a former SEAL sniper instructor. And you look at the guy and you go, you're a Navy SEAL? He's not little, he's 5'9", 5'8", 5'9", 150, 160 pounds, probably about 170 pounds when he was a SEAL, all muscle. I wouldn't fuck with him. He told me that they had an exercise once. It was, it was uh, him. There were snipers from all over the, the armed forces, and they had to do uh, an urban training assignment. And for every 100 feet, you could miss the actual crosshairs on the target by a centimeter. For every 100 feet. The starting shot was 600 feet away. By the way, he won the competition. So, Navy, I would not fuck with any snipers. Mm-mm. Especially f- Special Forces snipers? Fuck you. He was on a show one time. They, like, like, he was shooting shit from a, a moving helicopter, hitting the targets. And then he did, like, a shot that was, like, a mile away. And I'm watching it on TV, and he's got, he's got a spotter, and he's spotting it and all this kind of stuff, and he clicks over. Boom. You hear the shot? 
And then, like, a second later, you see the fucking big milk crate just fucking explode. Yeah. Uh uh. I ain't messing with them guys. Mm mm. Nope. Yeah, I, I don't met no, uh-uh, man. My friend John, is that's why I say he's like my brother. I would never, ever fuck with him. He was going to one time bring me a shrunken head from New Guinea. <laughs> he was getting stationed in New Guinea, and he could tell me about it. He goes, I'm going to bring you back a shrunken head. And he got back like two months later. I was like, did you bring it? He goes, yeah, they, they frowned upon the shrunken head. It was in his luggage, but they wouldn't let him bring it back. Although I do find it interesting that you left a show led by a short asshole with a big opinion of himself to then go to a dog shit and jerk off with another short asshole with a big opinion about himself. Uh, Christopher, here's the funny part. And here's the, here, this is the best part of the whole thing is that uh, when I was no longer on the first show, I went to the station manager, as we called him the ugly-shirted station manager, who is still a dear friend of mine, just got a job in Kansas City. And I went and I met with him. And I said, Ugly Shirt, you deserve an afternoon show that gets you numbers. Because he did. He was a really, really... Ugly Shirt station manager was one of the nicest people I've ever met in radio. And he, he, we were at lunch, and he was interviewing me. He goes, well, I do want to hire you, Arnie, but, and, and the idea that I pitched was me and our old producer, Christy, doing the afternoon show, and possibly somebody else, because I thought that show could work. And he goes, well, we want to go in a different direction, because they, the, the company itself had uh, a hit on their hands up in Seattle with this thing called the men's room or something where it was like four guys sitting there talking about things, and they all had their parts to play. So that's what he wanted to have was dog shit, jerk off, Andy Man Candy and me doing that kind of show. But the original show I pitched him was completely different. And we called it the dog pound in the afternoon, and that was a way... It, that we could feed somebody's ego. Because, see, my ego didn't need to be fed like that. My ego was already good. It was in check, knowing that I was the best broadcaster in that room. I have a wall full of plaques and a fucking giant statue to say that I'm better than them. But I don't need those things because I already know that I'm better than them. And I was there to get them numbers. And numbers, I got them. When I left, the day I left, September 1st, 2016, we got numbers. The afternoon show was the highest rated show on 98 Rock. September 1st, 2016, you can look it up. We had a 9-1 share. We were in first place. We had a larger audience available to us than the morning show. The morning show at that time had slipped to either second or maybe even third place. I know they weren't in first. And I know that they did not have a 9.1 share. 
I was very proud of that, that fact that I got to do my last broadcast and get those numbers on my last day to show that, yes, we are number one, and if I were to have stayed there, they would have continued to be number one. But I left, and the second I left, the next ratings period, they were in fourth place. Uh, we weren't going to get producer Nick. Nick was, he was already taken and his wife was running his life. But, but I love producer Nick. Producer Nick is still a friend of mine. Producer Christie's still a friend of mine. So, uh, that's what's so great about Pat Martin in Radio Forever. Generally nice, uh, breezy guy who's not above his job. No. And Pat could be. Pat was at the first fucking live aid. He didn't go over to Wembley. He was in, I think he was at JFK. He was like hanging out with David Bowie. I mean, to hear those stories from Pat, Pat is just a fucking legend. And I, I miss Pat. I miss Pat. I miss Pat's friendship a lot. Pat was very, very good to my dad, and my dad liked Pat, so Pat will always have a special place in my heart. Uh, this next email here, uh, we've already done the sound effects. It uh, says, Arnie. I was just wondering where you get all your jokes from that you do for your TikTok videos and Instagram. Every day you get me somehow in some way to about spit up my coffee. My favorite joke got taken down. It's the one about the dog humping your leg. Yeah, you pick him up and suck his dick. Take care, Ernie, and don't stop with the jokes. That's from Alan. Uh, I've been checking all the... I, I check now all the time just to make sure all my jokes are up because I... I I have surpassed 40,000 followers now, which is fantastic. I just got to keep making sure all my jokes are still up. I'm at, I'm almost at 41,000 people following me on my jokes. So where do I get them? Uh, I can't tell you the secrets. Can't, th- th- that's like asking a magician where the rabbit goes. can't tell you that. Most of these jokes are in my head. I mean, fuck, you know, there are a lot of people that have calculus stuck in their head and algebra fucking book quotes stuck in their head. Not me. Not me. Fucking, it's all about fucking Helen Keller jokes and crippled kid jokes and shitty jokes like that. I mean, the difference between an emo kid and grass, grass doesn't cut itself. Christy McAuliffe on the space shuttle. You know, she had blue eyes, one blue east, one blue west. What did Helen Keller say when she fell in the well? Nothing, her mittens were on. And I did get a bunch from Dad. How do you get a nun pregnant? You fuck her. I mean, people like Princess Diana have the radio stuck in their head. Yeah, Princess Diana. Why did the princess cross the road? She wasn't wearing a seatbelt. That's what, probably one of my all-time favorites right there. But, yeah, I mean, look. And I try to get uh, – I, I do try to be a shocker or titillator there on, in, on TikTok when it comes to those jokes. Because I do want that reaction. I want that reaction of people spitting their coffee up, saying, oh, my God. Because that's what we need in this country. We need that in this world. We need to have jokes back. Jokes that are funny, that push the envelope. Not necessarily dead baby jokes, because I, even I have a line. I have a line. I don't do the dead baby jokes or shit like that. I don't do pedophile jokes. I did one, and and... My own crowd said, no, that's too far. And when my listeners say too far, okay. 
Helen Keller, goddamn, you're killing me. Why did Helen Keller's dog commit suicide? You would too if your name was. It's Helen Keller's favorite color, corduroy. I mean, fuck. Dude, I, I literally, I can go on and on and on and on and on. Do I have to look some jokes up? Sure, I got to look some up. I ain't going to tell you where. I, I ain't telling you where the magic comes from because then everybody will go, and then everybody will get 40,000 followers. I don't want that shit. I had one last week that I told, what's the difference between Tang and OJ? Tang never killed anybody. That's just funny, man. Uh, why, didn't Helen, why didn't Helen Keller vote? Because she's fucking dead. That was a, my, my, one my dad taught me a long time ago was on there, and he told it to me, and I tell it still the same way to this day, this joke. Why did they bury a secretariat in the side of a mountain? Because it was fucking dead. That's just funny. That is just funny. Uh, Timmy, uh, you told one of the jokes at the show. Timmy spit his beer. It was gold. Which one was it? Was it the Jared joke? You know, Jared from, from Subway, his favorite time of the day is when the big hand touches the little hand. I mean, look, man. I, like I said, I could do these all day. And, yes, I agree with you, Derek. Laughing is good for the soul. It's good for your body to laugh. And it's okay to laugh. Okay? My, my Look, this is a joke that I want to tell on there. And I've told, like, what did, what, what did the special needs kid get on his math test? Drool. I mean, I had a kid on TikTok who has cerebral palsy or whatever. He, 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 he responded back. He goes, you're so, that's so true. And he started following me. Now, the joke that I want to tell, it, it's a little bit more harsh. Like, what's, what's better than winning a gold medal at the Special Olympics? Not being fucking retarded. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. What has 10 million legs and can't walk? Jerry's kids. But these, like, these are old. But they're still funny. So, Alan, thank you so much for the compliment on the jokes. And I'll keep telling them. You keep tuning in. I'll keep telling them. So, there you go. A uh, couple more mails here. Uh, let's see. This goes. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. Welcome to mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Dear Arnie, this is one of those letters that I imagine you don't like to get that much. But I need to ask you anyway. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is an ask question. Ho, ho, ho. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I haven't sung much lately. I'm just going to do one. What is 18 legs and six tits to Supreme Court? That's funny. All right, here we go. Uh, I got to find it now. Oh, after this uh, original commercial. Yeah, you're going to get a song. Of course you're going to get a song. Okay, Jon Stewart's got a new show coming to Apple TV. Fantastic. Can't wait. There we go.
got some problems I can help you Don't worry I'm a trained professional We've all been there Time after time Now you gotta ask So I can help you out Ask me now Ask me now Before I fuck a cow You know I'll do it And brag about it Fucking a cow Fucking a cow All the ratings Are in the gutter Fat and fatter is what you've become Don't you really miss me when bonus checks come out Ask me now, ask me now Because I'm fucking a cow I told you I'd do it And now I'm doing it Sing that while flying over the water. Hashtag John Denver. All right, one more. Okay, I can do one more. I, I think I can do one more. It, it, it's one of the newer ones. This one I really do like. This show is your show. This show is my show. From California to the state of Texas. And if you like it, tell somebody about it. I need more fucking t-shirts. And now he's ready to answer your query. I just said query. One more time, and you should ask him. Ask him right now. Before he goes, fucks that cat. Before he goes, fucks that cat. There you go. Alrighty, there's your songs for the day. <coughs> I almost coughed in the middle of that one. Fucking COVID. I mean, I mean, coughing. Don't have COVID. No, no COVID whatsoever. All right. Uh, let's see. This is one of those letters I imagine you don't like that much, but I need to ask anyway. My mom just died, and now I have to explain it uh, to my daughter, and she's only four. You have said the way that your dad used to deal with it is one of the best and my favorite things you've ever talked about, Arnie. Could you please say it, and I'll record it on my phone so I can play it for her because I know I won't be able to get through it. Thank you for your show, Michelle. Okay. That's the way my dad used to explain the big way that he helped me deal with death. So think about your grandmother. And you're really, really sad to see her gone. But think about it. Think of you are taking her to the airport. 
When we take people to the airport, we're really, really sad to see them fly away. But what you need to do is think about the people on the other side of the airport. Think about how happy they are that your grandmother is now flying into them and how excited they are. Now, I'm not going to say that that is going to help you through the entire process of grieving. You can stop the recording right there. But uh, it's, it's a great way to look at things. I talk to my dad every night. Some nights I break down. Some nights I cry when I talk to him. And there are some nights where I, I like to think, you know, to myself that I'm I'm going to be greedy and stingy and I want to be selfish and I want my dad here. Because I do. There's not one part of my body that doesn't want my dad sitting across from me. But I know I'm being selfish because he's being used up there. With his how happy that he would make me to be sitting across from me, I know that my brother Tom, both my moms, and my grandmother are so happy to have my dad up there. Now, in my belief system, once again, my belief system, not anybody else, Someday, I may be a part of that again. I hope I am. I hope that someday I take a plane ride and the first person I see is my dad. Do I know that's going to happen? Probably not. I wonder if Edna avoids midget angels. I would imagine. I would definitely imagine that there's a midget she'd go on the other cloud. But that's the way I look at it. Death sucks. It's a part of life. But if you can mitigate it at all and you can use that, that's what my dad used to use. So there you go, Michelle. And I am, I am truly sorry for your loss, as are my listeners. So there you go. Hope that helped. Last letter here. All right, here we go. Uh, let's see. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, Arnie. Uh, Seth Spam says, I love that. Well, thank you. Please feel free to use it. Are you keeping track of your NFL picks so far this season? And I just wondered how you were doing. I am. Uh, we only did one week's worth of games so far that we picked on the air. Uh, so it was at 30, uh, there's been 32 games. I picked the other ones off the air. Uh, I do know that, let's see, there's 32 teams, so 16 teams, so 32 games now have been played. I'm 31 and one. That, 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 that's how it is. I, I'm 31 and one because the Cowboys lost the first week and I always pick the Cowboys. So there you go. I, I'm 31 and one right now, Frank. Uh, I'm a huge Rams fan. And I think that Matt Stafford could be the thing that gets them over the top. At least that's what I hope. How are the Cowboys going to do this year? Well, the Cowboys are one and one. Dak Prescott looks healthy. That's great. Ezekiel Elliott looks like garbage. Thank God we have that backup running back. Cowboys might be a 9-7, and 10-6 team at best this year, I think. I hope. That'll be good enough to win the NFC East, which isn't saying much. We play the Eagles next Monday night. 
The Rams, the, the Rams have new life. Matt Stafford has new life in his legs because he's at a new place. He no longer has to play in Detroit. I'd be happy as shit, too. If I didn't have to live in Detroit during the wintertime, I got to live in L.A.? Fuck yeah. Uh, tell you what, the NFC West, uh, I can't wait till Arizona wakes up. Because Calvin Murray, Calvin Murray, whatever that Murray kid's name is, he's a punk ass. I don't like him. So Arizona needs to wake up. San Francisco, I still think, is the best team in that conference. I don't know how Seattle can even try to think they're the best team when they blew a fucking 29 to like 12 lead in the fourth quarter to Tennessee last week. Tennessee's only weapon is a running back. All you have to do is shut Derrick Henry down. And you can beat Tennessee. They couldn't even do that. San Francisco, I think, wins the NFC West this year. The Rams might give them a hard time. I don't know. Um, I tell you, the team that people need to watch out for again is Tampa Bay. I tell you what, Tom Brady's got them boys down there playing good. They're 2-0. They ain't fucking around. That was the team that beat my Cowboys, giving me my one loss on my record of 31-1. and there you go. So there, and by the way, tomorrow, Frank, we will be picking NFL games. By the way, I haven't seen Stackar on here. I know Stackar's real busy, but where's Beasy been? Where's all my Charger fans? Chirp, 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 chirp. Not hearing a lot. It's okay. Uh, phone number 775-357-FANS. Arnie Radio 1, if you want to ever write me. And all the emails are sponsored by JS Floors. Arnie Radio 1 at gmail.com.
When there's people and more people, what do they know? No, no. Go to work in some high rise and vacation down at the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, yeah. And there's winners and there's losers. But that ain't no big deal. Cause a simple man, baby, pays the
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZ-EZ. You gotta love Leonard Skinner on a hump day. I mean, come on now. It don't get much better than that. Hang down, Jim says off topic, but Ogre mentioned midgets, and then I got to thinking, and well, does anyone else get excited when you see a midget all out and about, or is it just me? Like, I'll run home and tell the family. If I have not already sent them a text, it's like winning a lotto. So rare. Like, is there a midget town? I don't know about where the mass of them live. Where are all the midgets? That's so funny. Um, I do get excited. Like, maybe not necessarily at midgets. But, like, if anybody has got, like, you know, issues. Like, uh, one night I was in a grocery store. I was in there with a buddy of mine. And he got mad at me because I was snapping pictures because Crab Boy was in there. Dude only had a thumb, and it looked like he was always giving the hang loose sign because he didn't have any other fingers. And, oh, man, I was taking pictures of Crab Boy. I tell you this right now. If I were to ever seen, uh, see uh, uh, another, because I think I saw one once. If I were to ever see another conjoined twin in public, holy shit. That would be it for me. That would be that would be that would be touchdown fucking forever right there. Whoa, Nelly! Uh, I mean, I'd go Keith Jackson voice. Whoa, Nelly! If I see a, see, I I think I saw one one time. There you go, Anthony. You got it. AIG stands for Arnie is God. I did not come up with that. I have the backstory on it. I don't. I I didn't do it. Let me finish my conjoined twins. So, uh, I worked with a guy that only has a thumb and a pinky. His fingers got cut off when he was a baby. Oh, the Arnie is God episode. I, I, let, let me, uh, let, let me, let me do my conjoin. So I was, I was in Sam's club or I was in Costco in, Ro- in Roseville. And I saw this girl and she looked like she had big giant traps. I don't know where all the little people are. They're all over the place. She looked like she had big old neck muscles, but only on one side. So I had to get a look at her from the front. And when I, I, I mean, I went like outside and everybody's looking at her like that's passing her, but I'm behind her. So I take a right down the tire lane and I, I literally ran with my cart to the end of that lane and then ran up to the bakery area and then started walking back. And when I walked back, I saw what looked like a forehead and a nose indention in her, in her, her uh, in her neck, like she had a conjoined twin in there, like they couldn't remove it. And I was like, oh, my God. And I met on the air the next day, and I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And people were calling in saying, oh, yeah, that they were there, and they saw me running. Um, all I can hear is a xylophone playing when I see little people walking. It's like a cartoon. The AIG thing started, so it was a Monday Night Raw, and I, I know the exact Monday Night Raw it was. It was the Monday Night Raw wrestling event when Kurt Angle drove the milk truck in Sacramento, and he sprayed down Stone Cold Steve Austin and all his people with milk. I was sitting third row that night, and if you, you see the video now, it's all over TikTok and everything. You see that video, look for a big, fat, white guy with a white hat on, that's me. I had a Longhorn shirt on. I had a, a big Texas T-shirt on so Steve Austin would see me and recognize and have me come into the ring and drink beer with him, which he did not do. 
But throughout the arena, right at that time is when they started posting Foley is God. And he said, just watch your OnlyFans stand up. Great job, Arnie. Laughed my ass off. Well, thank you very much. So uh, there are all these signs up because everybody had signs up saying Mick Foley is God. Foley is God. Mick is God, right? My cell phone goes off. And I answer the cell phone, and I'm immediately greeted with, wait, where is that? With this. Holy shit! Dude, there's somebody with a sign that says, AIG, Arnie is God. And as I'm looking for it in the arena, I see it. It's like, And I go, you mean the one on bright orange paper? Yeah, man, holy shit. There's somebody, and it made TV, and Tommy called me all the way from Dallas. This is in Sacramento. The next day, we went on the air with it, and that's when we came up with the idea for the Arnie is God shirts. We had originally even talked a guy into getting Arnie is God tattooed on his body. We had it almost all worked out. We wanted him to get it on his forehead like that guy Rufus from Bum Fights, but he wouldn't do that, so we were going to get it on his forearms. But, yes, the, the Arnie has got the AIG has been around for a while. I'm very happy of that moniker, too. I do like it. We, and, and I have tattoos on my feet. I remember the next, the next Saturday I was at Tat, Whitey's Tattoo Studio, and we got them in the stigmata area. We have a Jesus fish that has the AIG in there. And then a Jesus fish on the, other, on the other foot that says GIA, God is Arnie. So it's AIG and GIA. Timmy says, I almost got it tattooed on me. Man, oh, man. That was, that, those were the days when we get people do all kinds of crazy shit. The greatest game we ever played. The, the, I, I love talking about this. This was my favorite moment ever in radio. I have to say, we're giving away tickets. Some concert, I don't remember what it was. No, we had a game, and I was in charge of coming up with new games. And I had come up with a game that I had heard once, like when I was growing up in Dallas. I heard this game on the air, and nobody was doing it in in Reno or Sacramento at the time, so we took this game over. And it was called the Refrigerator Slam-Off. To this day, it's, it, it is, it'll always go down as one of my favorite mom- memories ever in radio. Um, we, we're doing the show, so we have these concert tickets. And we had people at that time, cordless phones were really big. This is before cell phones. Oh, wow, that's Nicole that almost got that tattooed on her. So we would have people put their cordless phones in their refrigerator, and then we would tell them to slam the door as hard as humanly possible. And you would hear this door slam, and you would hear shit in there fucking falling and breaking. And it was just for some crummy damn T-shirt. And we played that game a number of times. Each time the prize got progressively worse. And, and But, man, uh, I remember the station manager got a phone call from a mother one time saying, your show made my son destroy our refrigerator. 
<laughs> now, we didn't get in trouble for it. They're just like, well, uh, you know. Mm. Those were good times. Good, good times. But now, see, we live in a time where people are stupid. Costco has announced that they are running out of shit, and they're going to get it back, but it's going to take a while. There will be delays in essential household items because people are stocking up on toilet paper and water again. That's right. Just like they did at the very beginning of COVID, they're stacking up on toilet paper and water. Why? I have no idea. I don't know why they did it the first time. Uh, oh, my gosh, I remember that game. Poor little boy slamming his fridge so hard and over and over. Was that good? No, do it again. <laughs> yeah, we might have been assholes a little bit. I don't know why people are doing this, Douglas. Why people are, are, are they oh, signs of the times to come. What, that they won't close fucking grocery stores and they won't close Costco's? And you can purchase your shit whenever you need to. It's not like a hurricane is breathing down on us and we have to get bottled water for a few days. Our society is... uh, We've gone so politically correct with everything. Except this show. See, this is why you guys are above the curve or ahead of the curve when it comes to all shit, because you don't get weighed down by the stupidity of the world. Stupidity of the world is saying, oh, you got to load up on on water and toilet paper again. Why? You didn't have to the first time. (laughs) Damn it, Ogre, you listen far too much to the old show. (laughs) I wonder if people are taking toilet paper from other people's carts like the Godfather DVD box set. I did that. I did take it out of someone's cart. They shouldn't have left the cart unattended. You leave a cart unattended in a store nowadays, I'm putting shit in there. I'm hiding shit in there. If it's one of them good stores, see, the, the people who have gotten the lady, laziest over the last 30 years are grocery store clerks and post office workers. You want to know why? Let me tell you why. Post office workers used to go to every fucking door. Then neighborhoods decided we'll have the community mailbox, which, by the way, I, I, I fucking hate. I detest that fucking community mailbox. Detest it. Forces me sometimes to talk to people in my neighborhood. I don't want to talk to anybody. If I want to talk to them, I'll go talk to them. That's the forced interaction right there. I don't care for it. Hate that shit. And, and grocery store clerks, you remember back in the day, you would wheel your cart in there, and you'd stick your cart in, and they'd take it out and scan it, and then somebody would put it in a bag for you? Now you got to take everything out, put it on the belt, and then if you're lucky, they'll bag it. If not, you're living in a world of Winco's, and then you have to bag it. Or you get somebody incredibly slow, like Bob down at Kroger. Now, I know that Bob is probably a tad bit on the spectrum. But when I have seven items and they need to be bagged, 
I have to bag items six and seven because Bob is taking too long. God almighty. Oh, my God, Arnie, I used to do that all the time. Vagisil, Trojan rubber, super expensive cosmetics. Oh, straight fire. I, I do it like if I'm in a good grocery store and I know where like the, the, the canned caviar is, I've been known to put canned caviar in a shopping cart. I'll put all kinds of expensive shit in their cart. Because like they, I, I used to do the Vagisil and the rubbers. But they catch that. They'll, they'll like, catch that. If, if it's something they, and you put it underneath something and you got one of them good grocery stores and they're just ringing shit up and all of a sudden their groceries are, like, $100 more expensive, you just have to sit back and laugh. These are the kind of people I would do that to. People that have, like, you know, six things of toilet paper in there. Put something in there that costs like $150. I, I didn't put that in there. Well, we got some guy a few months ago. Wasn't very good when we were at Costco and I was this or we were at Sam's. This is back when Sam still sold Copenhagen. So about a year ago. And this guy was just a fucking asshole. He was second in line. The, the people that were in front of him were taking their time. And this guy was just being a fucking dick and running down the Sam's Club employee. Sam's Club employee didn't have anything to do with their short staffing that day. This guy's fucking motherfucking him up and down. So we put some fucking pralines in his back. And when he's checking out, he put all the stuff up. Oh, that's real funny. Somebody put pralines in here. Then he looked back and he didn't say anything else because I was a little bit bigger than him. I was a wee bit bigger than he was. I don't think he was going to motherfuck me. But, yes, putting shit in there. The bologna loaf and lube, I, I'm waiting to do that. I, I, I will tell you this right now. My, my dream is to go into a Whole Foods and have, like, a, a big loaf of bologna, a big, like, slab of bologna, one of them, like, five-pound logs of bologna. I want to take that in there. I want to wear nothing but a pair of overalls, walk into to Whole Foods, and have a, a, a thing of Vaseline that's open in the <laughs> in the bologna and go, this was a real bad idea. Can I return this? I want to get that on video. If we get the new website built and we can put videos up there, I will start doing shit like that all the time. Because to me, that's funny, and I don't want to waste that on TikTok. We would add things to women's shopping carts back in the day. The big winner was uh, was the day we got a lady to pay for a 12-pack of Magnum condoms. Best day ever. That is pretty good. That's funny. Yeah, you can have a look, man. The grocery store can be a lot of fun. If you, if you allow yourself to just go with it and do things, farting in the refrigerated cooler section is still top-notch in my book. If I've got one brewing, I will put my ass in there and shut it immediately. So many cool things you can do in stores. Here's one I've thought about doing. I've never done it because it's kind of an asshole thing. Somebody gets like a six-pack, like the six-pack of Dr. Pepper or Cokes, open one. That way when they put it in their cart and they open it, it just dumps everywhere. 
That's kind of funny. It's mean, though. That one's that one's a little too mean. I this is the one I really want to do. I want to go through like the, I, I like Gatorade section or like the like the orange juice section and just pop all the tops. Not open it fully. Just open it to where the pop is gone. Those people get home and they open it and there's no pop. Well, we can't do this. There, oh, Derek, look at Derek too. Derek's got some lines to spit. He goes farting in in a freezer. That's cool shit. <laughs> yep. You guys have changed me. I've never intentionally put items in other people's carts. That will change next time I go shopping. There you go. Good. We're changing people. Oh yeah, it's fun to do that shit. It's fun to do that. So much fun. Oh, uh, see the place that I like to do. I I want to do that. I want to do more of that kind of shit. Is at Whole Foods, because look, man, the people that shop at Whole Foods. This is this is like I'm going off topic here. I, I'm going rogue now. It's like bookstore employees. Remember bookstores back in the day. You'd go to the mall and you'd have the B. Daltons of the world or you, you end up going to Barnes & Noble and everybody that works at that bookstore think they're better than you. They always think they're better than you are. Oh, and I haven't told my, oh, I haven't told my recent airport story, but I did. So I like to fuck with those people a lot. This last week I was at the airport in Sacramento. We were flying out. We were leaving, coming back to Texas. And I needed something to drink. I needed a Gatorade. I, I didn't want and Nobody had Dr. Pepper there, so I ain't going to drink no damn soda. So I went and got me a Gatorade, right? <laughs> I don't know what made me do this. I just stopped, and I did this. <laughs> so I get the Gatorade, and the girls were kind of, eh, whatever to me. So as I'm walking out, I walk by the newsstand area that they're in charge of, too. And I'm looking at the magazines, and I look up top in the back, because we all, as men, we all know where the dirty magazines are. (laughs) And they got Playboy and Penthouse up there. So I look at the girls. I go, excuse me, ma'am. And there are a few other people in the store. I go, do you have anything dirtier than Penthouse? Just the look on her face. Uh, 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 I, I, that's all we have, sir. All right, thanks anyway. I walked out. And as I'm walking out, I'm laughing to myself because I just caught. See, I do that shit for me. And what I used to do at bookstores, oh, my God, it, bookstores were the best because I would wait in line. I would gladly wait in line to get to the front of the line and go, excuse me, do you have this month's edition of petite white girls getting slammed by Amazon males? Do you have Inches magazine? You ask for the dirtiest shit that you can think of. I'm a little white girl. I want to beat dark meat. And you ask him for those titles just to see what their reaction is. Oh, it'll change your life. I promise. And I wonder why I hate to shop <laughs> between the general masses of people I don't want to be around and facing disappointment of the store not having exactly what I want. 
I can add freezer farts and unwanted items thrown in. No, see, Jen, this is that Jen, 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 Jen. This is where you have to change your thinking. When you go into that store and they don't have exactly what you want, that is your time. That is your time to get revenge. Whether it's farting in the freezer or sticking your finger in ice cream. I cannot say if I've done that or not. But this is your time. Maybe, I don't know, maybe take a a bite out of the bread. I don't know what you want to do. Maybe handle the bread so roughly that it's all fucked up on the inside. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what I like to do. Uh, Let's see. There was a $5.9 million ransomware attack on major agriculture groups posing a risk to grain, pork, and chicken supply. Well, that's wonderful. Glad we've got that locked down. Our lockdown on cyber attacks. Thank you, President Biden. So much for that. I mean, you are doing a great job. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Yes, yes, we 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 know he was, sir. You you, you got the vaccination? Yeah. Why are you are, talking are you, about this? Are you okay? I mean, you seem no, it works. Or you you know, or or or, or the mom and dad, or 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 or, or the neighbor, or when you go to church, or when you're. No, I, I, I really mean it. They're sitting in a locker. There's think. See, fucking Jim, 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 Jimmy Stewart. God Almighty. Oh, that's good. Attack is to believe both been carried out by Black Matter, a successor of Colonial Pipeline hacker Darkside, which I thought we took care of, but we obviously didn't. And what happens is these companies are attacked. Their computer systems are shut down. Until they pay the ransom. This is a big one. Six million dollars. Which I would imagine most of these companies have and they are willing to pay just to get it over with. Rather than to investigate and all that kind of stuff. Um, Look, we've had a lot of negative stories today. Not a lot of bad stories. Not really horrible stories. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I have a great story. Britney Spears is back on Instagram. Her hiatus was brief. But she is back on Instagram making videos, shaking her ass, playing air guitar, letting the boobies flop up and down as much as she can. God bless you, Britney Spears, our American of the day. Oh, yes. She deactivated about a week ago. She's just said, don't worry, folks, just taking a little break to celebrate my engagement. She was back up yesterday, fucking air guitar to Lenny Kravitz. Oh, God, Brittany. Come on, Brittany, join me and, and become an OnlyFans fucking broadcaster, please. Oh, man. 
she's about to be freed from her daddy, even though her daddy doesn't. He he's not doing this. He's not jumping out of the way because he cares about his daughter. He's jumping out of the way because he thinks his daughter is not ready for it and wants her to fall flat on her face. That's a good dad. Man, oh, man. I just keep – Brittany, this is where you need to be. You need to be in the bathtub at all times with many cameras on you. Then we'll be all be happy. That's all we need to hear. Brittany Spears in a bathtub. I, I and, and, by the way, I don't care what's in the bathtub. You can put coleslaw in there. You can put cream corn in there. You can put water with bubbles in there. I don't care. As long as Brittany is in a bathtub somewhere, I am happy. Mm-mm-mm. Now, oh, now, now I give you that story because I want to cleanse your palate because we have a bad story to talk about here. We got something we got to talk about. And you know what? This is weird. If you've seen the stand-up show, if you've seen Arnageddon on OnlyFans or you were there, I talk about when people ask me, when did America die? And I bring up when, when the old lady got $9 million for spilling her coffee on herself or when we started to get participation trophies to kids who didn't even really take part in the games. I, 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 I had this thought last night, and this isn't going to be a fun, and I'm glad I didn't put this in the stand-up show because this isn't fun or funny. I'll tell you when America truly jumped the shark is when we stopped or never really have ever prosecuted any parent who leaves their kid in a hot car to cook to death. Because guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It happened yet again. <laughs> happened in South Carolina. A father whose 20-month-old twins, his two sons, died from heat after he forgot to drop them off at daycare and left them in his car because he was under intense pressure at work. You see, this started happening, I don't know, about 10, 12 years ago, where parents accidentally left their children in cars, and the, the, the kids would cook themselves to death. It became such a phenomenon that I remember being in Las Vegas one summer for a, a marriage that I didn't think was going to work, but somehow is still going on to this day. <laughs> um, and I was watching TV before the upcoming nuptials, and the Las Vegas Police Department had issued a public service announcement. That public service announcement was this. It was about not leaving your children in a hot car, and they said, and I do quote, leave something important in the back seat like a cell phone. That way you won't forget your child. So your cell phone is more important than your child. Now, I don't know if that's according to the LVPD. 
I don't know if that was because of the riders, or I don't know if that was just a shock to the system. But we still have this happening. And it's under the same guise as the parents have suffered enough already. Well, I'm not saying charge them for fucking murder. But this is why we have manslaughter on the table. You leave a kid in a hot car and they cook to death, you bear all the responsibility. Don't get me started on fucking dogs because I'll break them windows. You leave, a co- you leave a dog in a hot car, I'm breaking your fucking windows. You leave a kid in the car, I'll break the windows, but I'm calling the police. Douglas says, what the fuck? How does this happen? Like, I've left a lot of shit in my car, but never my kid. Well, that's because, Douglas, you pay attention, unlike some people. Seriously, two of them? So the whole back seat was full of babies, and you missed it as you left the car. Did you not put your laptop in the rear seat like the PSA says to? How pathetic is that? This guy, because he had enormous pressure at his job, we all have pressure at our jobs. Everybody out there who works has some sort of pressure coming down on them at work. Everybody. Well, what about the owner of a company? The owner of a company has to answer to stockholders. There's the pressure. No matter what you do, you have pressure. He didn't mean to do it. God, he didn't mean to do it. He got to live with that the rest of his life. Yes, in prison. I'm so tired of these people not being fucking, they're lucky I'm not the district attorney because I would throw the fucking, I would actually throw a book at you. Straight Fire says they don't forget him in my opinion. There was a story a few years ago about a guy who looked the kids up or looked how long it takes a kid and they sit in the back seat. And I think he's been one of the only people that's ever been prosecuted because they had this, this, this trail, this breadcrumb trail. What kind of asshole leaves their kid? And I ain't talking about leaving the car running, running into 7-Eleven, buying a, a pack of smokes or something from right there. You run in, you run out, bam, boom, boom. We can have a conversation about that. You left your kids in the car and you went into work for eight hours. Nobody called you at daycare. Your wife didn't call and say, hey, did the boys get to daycare okay? Something's not right with this story. Yeah, I, I, I'm smelling something, something, something's brewing with this story. The father worked at a nearby manufacturing plant, and his mind was clouded by work problems that day. Whose minds aren't clogged with work problems? As a police officer, I imagine your mind is clouded with all sorts of work problems. Like, hey, is anybody going to shoot at me today? Kid dies, parent gets off. Kid lives, parents get charged. It's stupid. I, I, this is a story, and I don't like, and I don't do them that often anymore. And let me tell you, let me tell you, nothing has changed. 
I see these stories. I see at least one a week. I read this one because this one is so egregious egregious that he left twins in the back seat. Hangtown Jen said it perfectly. His entire back seat is covered with children. How do you forget that? <laughs> Ask a porn actress about pressure coming down on them or in. That's the plot. Exactly. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I don't want to read this next. See, this is why I don't read shit before I come on the air, because you get my natural reaction. The coroner said the deaths may have been prevented with alarms at sound when a child is in the back of a car. Or they could have been prevented by a father who's fucking paying attention. I remember you did a story about a woman who left a kid in a car while going to the strip club to work. I remember a story that was out of Dallas. Lady, and, and look, she usually didn't drop the kids off at daycare. She drove into work, parked her car. It was 105 degrees in Texas, humidity at 88%. Interior temperature of her car is like 6 billion degrees. Oh, she suffered enough already. Oh. Alarms. Really, we need to have alarms built in. And, and by the way, the truck that I drive, I drive a truck that reminds me to check the back seat. Why? Because, well, assholes like this. Now this shit's going to be built into your car, and it's going to cost you four or $5,000 more in every car because you're too much of an asshole to look for your kids. Yeah, oh, Triple T, I already went over that. That's what the PSA said. Put something important like your cell phone back there. Let's say that you're driving to work one day, right? Okay, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And you got all kind of pressure on you. But you've got $10 million in a briefcase that's sitting behind you. You leaving that in the car? Ain't a one person on earth that would leave a briefcase with $100 million behind them. But you'll leave your kid? Prosecute. I'm, I, I am truly sorry for their loss, and if it was an accident, I'm sorry for your loss, but this is on you. This is why we have laws in place like manslaughter. You didn't murder your kid. I never said you're a murderer, but you did. You are responsible for their death, are you not? Young, Young Harm says, as a father of twins, one of those motherfuckers is always awake and making noise. Hey, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, Arnie, it's Chris. Can you hey. hear me? Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing, my man? Hey, I just wanted to call real quick because uh, those alarms, we have those in the buses. They put them in a couple years ago. Jesus. It is such a freaking pain in the ass. It's horrible. Now, and now, when they let me ask and you, when they, let me ask yeah, you, what? you, you ever leave a kid on the bus when you when you go to park when you put the bus away at night? Never, because Never. it's That's our it's weird. our job to check the bus. It's it's part it's part of our procedures. Mm -hmm. Check the bus after every after every run of kids. Jesus, always do it. And but be, the, the reason they put those in there is because some jack wagon in in L.A killed a kid because he didn't check his bus he of was in course. a hurry to go to a party or something 
he parks his bus and then he just took off and locked it. So the kid was locked in the bus and died. For God's sake. You know, sakes. so they, so they, so California put those alarms like what, two years ago, they put alarms in all of the buses. They retrofitted all the buses to have these things. And it's a pain in the ass because when they break, you can't start the bus. <laughs> Fuck. It's, it's the worst. Oh, man. Oh, God. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry that you have to put up with the stupidity of others. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And I, I've been driving buses for a long time. So I, I you know, yeah. drove the buses for 10 years without this stupid alarm. Never had a problem. And some jack wagon in fucking L.A. fucks mm. it up for everybody. Hey, the beard looks good, by the way. I didn't get to tell you <laughs> that the other night. The beard is good. Keep the beard. Oh, thanks, man. And, 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 and keep up the great reviews, my friend. Thank you. All right. See you, pal. All right, bud. See ya. Uh, there's our, our resident movie reviewer, Christopher, who drives buses. There, there's another story that, that's out there as well. Oh, oh, I, I know what it is. Not surprised it was in L.A. My kid's worth more than $100 million, just saying. Yep. And Young Harm, you're right. You got twins. One of those fuckers is going to be awake. You know the backup cameras that we all have? This happened when I was on another show. We actually had the mother who made this all happen. Why? Because she didn't bother to look behind her when she was backing out of her driveway, and lo and behold, what did she do? She ran over her kid. And who did she blame? She blamed the car manufacturer. Well, I couldn't see behind me. First of all, what's your kid doing running around behind your car when you're trying to back out? And this lady was on hold. We were going over the whole story, and I was about to, I was going to shred her a new asshole. But she didn't have the balls to stay on the phone with me. Two years later, it was mandatory that you have backup cameras in all SUVs and larger vehicles now. Why? Because of this gal. And how much did it cost? At first, it was about $10,000 added to the price of your car. It's gone down since then. But all because you didn't bother to check behind you. Oh, it's so maddening. I got one of those cameras installed on my 97 Toyota. Works great for parallel parking. You never ran over a kid. I've never ran over a kid. I've wanted to run over a lot of kids. But I'm paying attention. But this this guy who left his twin sons to die, um, no charges. No charges whatsoever. Now, two women that are getting charged, and I have to thank Hang Down Jen for this story. A mother and daughter have been charged with murder. <laughs> By the way, this story, I only read Jen. I only read the highlight, the the the... the the headline, so if I have to pause and laugh in here, I'm doing it because I'm just now reading it. Mother and daughter have been charged with murder after a woman died following an illegal butt lift surgery that went awry in a private home. You don't say. <laughs> a butt lift procedure which if you've ever watched any botch, they will tell you the butt lift is one of the most difficult procedures they do. But I'll continue reading. 
The 26-year-old victim shared a video of herself during the operation. Okay, there's sign one. If you can video yourself during a butt lift operation, you are in a bad spot right there. Carissa Rajapool, who moved from South Africa to the U.S. to try to enter the adult entertainment sector, went through three procedures and died directly after the last one. Libby Adam and her daughter Alicia Gomez have been arrested and charged. The deputy chief of the LAPD said these individuals have no medical training, they're not experienced, and they're putting people's lives at risk. Well, duh, they got to make some money somehow. As we looked into the investigation, we did find that this is occurring a lot. The Internet is filled with these horror stories where they're cutting the medical-grade silicone with the stuff that you would chalk your windows with. Caulk your windows with, I'm sorry. I didn't know that they were doing butt lifts at home. I Look, man, I've, I've seen all the botched episodes where they're putting this, this caulk in people's face. Now in butt lift surgeries? The LAPD are wish- issuing warnings to avoid these procedures. Let me, let me just say this right now. I'm going to take the time out of my very important show that I share important time with you to give you a public service announcement. Here we go. Where is it at? Here we go. There we go. If someone offers to do plastic surgery of any kind in their house or apartment, the Arnie Stage Show says, Stop it. Get some help. Please don't do that. They're not trained professionals, and you're going to allow them to cut you open and insert things into your body because, oh, you just so happen to have enough that they can do it? The mom and daughter team of murders were charging between $3,500 and $4,500 a procedure compared to the ten to $15,000 it cost from a board-certified professional. Well, once again, you get what you pay for. If there's not an anesthesiologist in the room, I, oh, oh let, hold on. Let, let, me, let me back this up further. If the room that you're doing this in has had to have a vase and pictures of kids moved out so they can operate on you, that is not a professional operating room. Honey, get the big wheel out of here. We're about to start surgery. What the fuck is wrong with people? Doug says, I've actually hit a three-year-old, and it was one of the scariest days of my life. I was driving down my dad's street where he grew up, and toddler just runs on the street from behind the truck. He bounced off the front fender of my Saturn. He was okay, more frightened than anything. Didn't have any noticeable marks on him, but that could have been so much worse. I was going under the speed limit, and these kids live on the street. I felt so incredibly horrible, even though the kid was fine. I'm glad the kid was fine. But see, I hate these signs that people, what do you, slow down, kids at play. 
We used to play in the streets as kids. And you know what we were taught? Get the fuck out of the way when a car's coming. Kids don't get out of the way anymore. I bet you this kid grows up getting out of the fucking way now, Douglas. I'm sorry you had to go through that. And if tattoos are any indication of how to how well at-home procedures go, well, then I'm steering clear of anything that's at home is meant to be done in a professional place, in a professional setting by a professional. A 2017 study shows that the Brazilian butt lift has a significantly higher mortality rate compared to other procedures. So you're not only doing the hardest procedure, but the most deadly procedure at your house in a neighborhood. Ooh, ooh, can you hold this up? I have to get something out of the oven. Huh? Who? And, and by the way, let me just say right now, let me just say, no. If you get anything done, I'm against people having these Botox parties at their house. A Botox party? Because the, the wife kept the Botox in the fridge next to the Miracle Whip and sandwich spread, and then she got a doctor to come and get it. That doctor should lose his license. This is why you have an office setting, motherfucker. You don't do it in somebody's fucking, in their gazebo. Let alone do a butt lift. Are you going to be doing fucking, do they do breath, breast augmentations at this house? I about have, you know what, I'm just going to say it right now. No sympathy for those people. That gal died, that's a tragedy, but I, I don't feel bad for her. No. It takes me back to the greatest episode ever of Botched. Look at that, Dave Co in the house. She wanted to get into the porn industry, and the first time she takes it in the butt, she dies. That is a committed actor. The greatest episode of Botch was the first season. This black gal went on there. She wanted to get a tummy tuck or a tummy lift. So, of course, where does she go? She heads down south of the border near Tijuana Way. Now, I don't necessarily even want to chew on the gum that comes from Tijuana, let alone get a, a procedure done in Tijuana. But she did. So they sat her in this room. Wasn't sterile. There's sign one. Sign two should have been the big one. When instead of an anesthesiologist, they put a big block of ice on her stomach. I am not making that up. A big block of ice to numb it. You know, like we used to do to pierce our own ears. Well, it worked. The numbing sensation worked after about an hour of a big giant ice block on her gut. And they cut her and they pulled it up. And her pubiscus area, her hair, her vagina hair, was now sitting right under her boobs. She had a pussy for a stomach. And wanted the doctors on botch to fix her. I'd kick her out of my damn office. I just tell her, don't wear any crop tops for a while. 
get indecent exposure wearing a crop top. Holy shit, people are dumb. Man, oh man. If you have to be told not to go to Mexico to get plastic, you deserve it. You deserve that plastic surgery in Mexico. Good God Almighty. Final story of the day. Two men in New Zealand were arrested for smuggling KFC into COVID lockdown Auckland. Well, I'd have been selling that for about a million dollars a bucket. Police say they found them with a uh, car trunk full of KFC and over $100,000 in cash trying to cross the border into Auckland despite the lockdown. Oh, we ain't destroying that. I'll be destroying that KFC myself. Now, I don't know how good New Zealand's KFC is. I don't know if they have, like, you know, deep-fried koala there. I don't know if they have chicken. They have chicken there? They eat fried chicken there? You know, mashed otter or something like that? I, I don't know. And South Park predicted that shit. This is that South Park episode. They could face six months in prison. What are you in here for? Oh, crikey, I brought some KFC to my mates. I'll tell you what, that 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 right there, that looks delicious. I hope the police guys, I hope they got a good lunch out of that deal. Because they deserved it. These fucking lockdowns. <laughs> can't even, can't smuggle KFC to your buddies. That ain't a country I want to live in. Uh, all right, that does it for me today. Uh, we are going to be off until tomorrow. Tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Remember, Lake Tahoe Joe will be here. We will be going over all of the NFL games, some college football games as well. Uh, remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, y'all have a fantastic, a wonderful, and a glorious pump day, pump day, pump day. Uh, adios, everybody. Take me to Texas 200 years ago Where a pride rose from the ashes of San Jacinto Still beats in every heart Like a battle cry Where I was born, where I was raised So when I die Take me to Texas on the open range The Rio brand is in my veins It's heaven there And so my prayer Is that you'll take me Anywhere in Texas The only home I know I'm a child of the Alamo And the Yellow Rose So when I go Take me to Texas Where my daddy worked where his blood and sweat and tears are still in that red dirt While Palomino's run Cowboys are kings And if I stray too far I'll let my lone star dreams Take me to Texas On the open range The Rio Grande is in my veins It's heaven there And so is my friend is that you'll take me anywhere in Texas The only home I know I'm a 
his eyes So even if you try to move away You'll end up on some road somewhere With your thumb up in the air When they ask you where you're headed You'll just say Take me to Dallas, Fort Worth, San Antonio Houston is outside waiting to arrest him.